The Reaper, The Maelstrom, and The Thief is a Dungeons & Dragons show by Rollcast, intended for mature audiences. It contains mature themes, strong language, violence, and drug references. Full content warnings can be found on the episode's description. Hello, and welcome once again to another session of The Reaper, The Maelstrom, and The Thief. This is your... <laughs> As usual, I am your GM Tom, and I am joined as ever by JB. Hello. Coogan. Ciao. And <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Thanks as always. <laughs> so last session we, we, we got through quite a fair bit and quite a lot happened. So I think the best thing to do is probably just to jump straight into that summary and Continue with the aftermath of Rag's actions. So, the last we left everyone, the brutal fight between Gregor and Shorduck had finally finished, and Gregor came out as the victor. Both Rag and Ivok made their way into the now-destroyed ring to share in his glory. However, this victory was short-lived, as Gregor let the two of them know that he had discovered the truth behind his conflicted memories. Cyric had revealed that the two of them had tried to retrieve his memories, but had instead failed, resulting in two sets of memories. Ivok then managed to talk Gregor down ever so slightly, by telling his friend that they would discuss it in more detail later, but for now, he should just enjoy his well-earned victory. As this was happening, Murug had clambered into the wreckage to confront Rag about the damage to his ring. For his part, Rag was unconcerned about Murug's grievances and instead pushed for the goblin to give him his winnings. Although he was not happy about it, Murug agreed and told Rag to meet him in the changing rooms where the afterparty was to happen and he would receive his winnings there. With more spectators beginning to leave, the group made their way to the changing rooms, where they were then met with the sight of an after party in full swing. The benches had all been moved to the side, and numerous tables offering food, alcohol, and gurgy leaves had been set up. In an attempt to placate Gregor, Ivok offered to grab him some alcohol, and as he did, he pocketed a handful of the red gurgy leaves. Back with Gregor, Ivok tried to make small talk with him, but Gregor was insistent on discussing his memory loss and what their role was in it. Knowing that this wasn't the place to do so, Ivok quickly changed the subject again onto the shady individuals selling items covertly to the fighters and their managers, and with his curiosity piqued, he began to barter with one of them, resulting in him purchasing numerous drugs from the vendor and potentially opening an entirely new path for Ivok. During this, Rag had realised that neither Murug nor Shorduk were present in the room, and so he left in order to find them. It didn't take him long to realise that they were in the other changing room, and, and upon discovering them, he eavesdropped and heard Murug admonishing his fighter, as well as possibly attacking him. He hung back as Shorduk left, 
But then I'm second thought, he began a discussion with the R4, during which they discussed whether Shorduck would like to have a higher station than just being Morug's fighter, as his days might be numbered. Although Shorduck was coy about what could possibly happen, as he would be the primary suspect if Morug was harmed, he did express his wish that if something were to happen, it would simply be a tragic accident before walking away. Slightly confused, Ragen at the changing room, intent on confronting Morug for his winnings, but was slightly surprised to find the room empty. After some searching, he found a hidden tunnel behind a loose tile that, after some sniffing from Bimit, was confirmed to lead to Morug. Rag then discussed a plan with Bimit, trying to come up with a way of making his death look accidental, to which the Wormling simply suggested setting him on fire. Although Rag was impressed with the idea, he requested that Bimit wait for his signal before doing anything. They crawled through the tunnel. Once they had finally made their way through, they discovered Morug's quarters, with the goblin fast asleep in his bed. Rag then removed Bimit's collar, causing the wormling to revert to his full size, which surprisingly at this point was slightly larger than before. And before he woke the goblin, as Rag is wont to do, he decided to loot numerous crystals from the desk. What happened next was a brutal interrogation, bordering on torture. Rag forced Morug to open his chest and give him the gold he was owed. Although the goblin was understandably fearful of the intrusion, he remained sarcastic and took his time counting the gold, in action which were irked Rag. Eventually he had had enough and tied the goblin up by the arms and beat him. He then proceeded to pour the rest of the contents of the chest into his bag of holding and set the room ablaze with a torch and Bimit's fire breath. They made their escape as the firing engulfed Morug, the room and Rag's loot. Once they were out of the tunnel and with Bimit back to his normal size, they replaced the panel and made their way back to the party unnoticed. Back at the party, Gregor and Ivor could continue discussing matters um, and continue to make all awkward small talk. And once Rag had returned, he did his best to fit in. Though he was constantly checking over his shoulder for signs of smoke. He then returned to the group and began talking to them, trying to appear as though he was still looking for Morug. It did not take long for the smoke to infiltrate the uh, changing room. And although Rag and Ivok noticed it immediately and began quietly making their way out, Gregor exclaimed his shock on noticing it and caused mass panic and hysteria. With the door now blocked by a throng of scared partygoers, they tried escaping via the arena, but were met with an inferno beginning to engulf everything. Ivok tried his best to convince the partygoers to escape with them via the arena, but to no avail. They were still trying to escape by the blocked door. In another attempt to save them, he leapt up from the arena to the stands. But even though he was able to get to the entrance hall, he was unable to find the door that led to them. As he was searching, Gregor used his infinity knot to create a climbing rope up to the stands. And although, man <laughs> and although Rag managed to scale it with ease, the fight had worn Gregor out and they needed to be pulled up by Rag. Regardless, they made their way to the entrance hall 
and found Ivok struggling with the door. Wishing to simply be away from the scene of the crime, Rad used Thunder Wave on the door, accidentally killing some people in the process before fleeing. Gregor followed, but Ivok remained behind, helping people out until the last possible moment. With them all outside, they turned to see the arena fully ablaze, engulfed by the consequences of Rag's actions. In silence, they returned to the Baneful Squid. It was then that Ivok broke one of his tenets and began to drink alcohol, his guilt consuming him. He handled it well, surprisingly well for a monk that didn't drink, which is more than could be said for Gregor, who in his drunken state did very little to alleviate the monk's guilt. As this was happening, Rag had retired to his room and broke down slightly under the weight of his actions. This guilt was short-lived though, as he realised that he had not only completed his contract, but had also come away with a large amount of loot. He continued to try and justify his actions to Bimit, before agreeing to get the wormling the stakes he had promised him as payment. Back at the bar, Rag found Ivic drinking, and although he was the unknown reason for Ivic's guilt, he did convince him that he was better than this, and that it wasn't the way forward. After a short discussion, Ivic vowed to become stronger, so that this loss would not happen again. Convinced, Rag then procured some steaks from Crumb, but realised he would need to buy more the next day, due to the sheer amount of steaks that he had promised Bimmer. The group made their way to bed, with Gregor drunkenly clambering up the stairs. Ivic resting peacefully after a thoughtful discussion with Crumb, and Rag himself struggling to sleep. Though this may have been either due to guilt, or just simple excitement at how much gold he now had. The next morning, Crum informed them of the death toll, and how an investigation was likely to take place within the next few days. Ivok immediately offered his help in any way that he could, and the group left the tavern once more. They did not get far before they ran into Nezi Ood, the crystal keeper, along with a small, squirrel-like Mitchtim named Vesh Crystal Huter. And that is where we got up to. Right, so yeah, you guys, um oh. you've you've pretty much just left the tavern. Leader. And you you are now um pretty much on the stairs between the uh, commercial area and um and the residential area. Rag, you have literally this this like small little creature has run into you essentially. Mm. Oh, um, can you bring up the map uh, for us, please, Tom? Yeah, sorry, just about to do that. Thank you. I realised that it wasn't on there. <laughs> All right. Da, da, da. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, we got the music. Yeah, yeah music is all up. Um, so yeah, Rag, you have run into this small little squirrel-like creature. As you look down, you can see that she is very small. She's about three foot, give or take. She's pretty much like up to just below your waist type of thing in height. Mm. Um, despite being so small, she does look humanoid-y, but she's completely covered in fur. She's got like dark brown fur with white flecks emanating from the center of her face. Um, 
and from the parts of her body that you can see, you can see that the other parts of her like fur are quite quite light. Um, as she looks up at you, you can see that her face resembles that between a hamster and a squirrel. Um, her ears and nose look very similar to a squirrel, and her cheeks no, no, and her no. mouth are kind of puffed out no. a little bit like a hamster. She's also got some whiskers that can kind of like flare out. And as you're looking at her, you see that she doesn't actually have irises as such. Her eyes are just like black little beads, essentially. And she's currently wearing just like some loose-fitting olive green robes. Behind her is Nezi Ood, the turtle that you met at the mm-hmm. Crystal Tower, looking as old as ever, and just again clad in just some robes. Oh my! And what are you then? She just this this little creature just kind of looks up at you. I'm, I'm, I'm awfully sorry about running into you. I'm, I'm. That's I'm, quite all right. I'm, I'm, I'm here with with Nezzy. He's, um, he's, he's, he's walking me around the town. Is that so? At this, Nezzy just kind of walks forward. Yes, hello again, all of you. It's been quite a few weeks. It has. It has. How are you all faring? Ah, uh, we've, we've we've had quite quite an evening. I must say, not not the best of ones. I suppose. I, yeah, I guess you can see uh, the morale's a little bit low in this in this tavern today. I dare not ask, but were you at the uh, were you at the arena last night with us? We were, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very sorry to hear that. It's some ghastly business that went on with that. Mm. Well, we managed to get out alive, so... Well, we have to thank our lucky stars for that. Yes, but many didn't. Mm. Um, if I may ask, Nezzy, what, what brings you over? Have you come to see us? Oh, no, no. Our meeting is quite by happenstance. As is always the case in the morning, I am taking my ward here for a walk around the around the town. She has been here for quite some time now, but she has not truly witnessed this town, you see. She has been studying in the tower, and it's only been recently that she's been allowed to walk around everyone. Her studies have been incredibly important, you see. In what way? Well, if one is to be the next Keeper of the Crystal, one must study studiously. Really? Wow. That's impressive. How old are you, little one? (laughs) (laughs) And this, she just kind of... She steps back away from Rag and kind of looks up and just kind of, again, just like a little jump, realising that you're (laughs) this big fucking dragon type of creature. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like easily double your height. Oh well, I, I, I've been on, I've been here for around about four years now. Well, four, four, um, common years. But by my, by my people's standards, I'm, I'm still young. I'm not an adult yet. But 
Yeah, I'm kind of young, like a teenager. <laughs> Can I just crouch down just to her level? Yeah, so you, you're literally like fully down. I just say, oh, you're just a little scrub, aren't you? Just give her like a little pat on the head. It's just a little scruff. You do that, and she kind of like looks up at you and just glares slightly. <laughs> I just have a nice big grin showing all my teeth. So tell Please me. Please excuse. So tell me, uh, what, what subjects would a keeper of the crystal be learning? Would it be magic items, enchantments, and all that, and whatnot? She now turns to Ivok, and Ivok, you see immediately, the second that you're asking her about what she's studying and whether or not it's magic, her face just kind of lightens up a little bit, like a massive smile. Cheeks are kind of like bulging from the smile. Oh, yes, yes, um, it's it's all to do about magic, really. It's, it's magic about the crystals, how to keep them, what kind of stuff you can draw out of them, all the energy and stuff like that. There's there's, there's ways to to take take the energy from the new mine crystal and put it into smaller crystals and and she's kind of like reeling all of this off. Nezzy's just like, he just kind of places his hand on her shoulder, or his flipper, I guess, on her shoulder. That's quite enough, Nesh. You cannot be telling everyone you meet what being a crystal keeper entails. Whilst I have no doubt that these three wish you no harm, there might be others out there that, if they learn such a thing, may try to extract the information from you in less than humane ways. Indeed. Well, good point well made. Motivated little sprite, isn't she? Yes, yes, as I say, she's been studying here for for nearly a year now, and I, I do not believe that I have seen anyone take to it quite as quickly as she has. Not even, not even one of my previous students, Zelnas, took to it this quick, of course. He gave up the life of a crystal keeper not too long into it. Be- beautiful creature. I must say, I, did, I was I was unaware that she was uh, still only a child. Yes, yes, quite a lot of the time she composes herself that as an adult. But as you can see she when does. she gets excited, her true age and naivety mm-hmm. comes out. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. I'll just hold my hand out. She t- she kind of like reaches out with hers, and it's this tiny little hand. And her hands are so small that as you're reaching out, she can her hand can only kind of like fit around your um, index finger and middle finger to shake it. <laughs> oh, she's so small! <laughs> oh, the the pleasure's online. I I hope you I hope you all enjoy your stay here in Salt Harbor. Yes, yes. I just put my hand out and just give her another pat on the head and just say, you'll do all right, Sprite. And then just get right, and then just stand back up again. As you, as, as you kind of pat her on the head, you feel like this kind of, the second your hand touches her head, roll me, everyone roll me a perception check, please. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Takes five points of doubt. <laughs> Nat 20. Nice. Nat 20. Okay, now. Let's roll. Do we add a perception? Uh, Perception. Perception, Perception, yeah. Uh, It's 11 for me. 11 for you? Initiative uh, 17. 17. Okay, so, Rag, 11, did you say? Yeah. 
Like, you don't really notice much. You can see that the second that like, Gregor's hand kind of like touches her head, um, her fur kind of like, it's almost like it stands up on end. Like, it suddenly kind of puffs out slightly. Gregor, you got 17? Yes. So, Gregor, as you're patting her on the head and you're looking down at her, you can see that she's kind of wearing that, this little necklace with uh, like a purple sliver on it. Oh. And the second that you touch her head and her fur kind of spikes outwards, you see the crystal glow purple slightly. Oh, Ivor, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Ah, no, no, hold on sorry, for a sec. Sorry. Ivor, you got a nat 20? Yeah. Um, the second that this happens, you see the glowing and everything, but you also see kind of like light kind of crackle out of the crystal and reach up and around her. It kind of like surrounds her for a split second. Um, you recognize this similar to like the kind of glow that comes off of your eyes when you're out of Salt Harbor. And you, you've felt this presence before as well that's surrounding her. And it's quite often when you're wearing the necklace with the new mind crystal on it. Gregor, hmm? I need you to throw me a constitution save. Constitution, okay. <laughs> uh, six. Six. Okay, so yeah, you kind of see you see her fur bristle, you see the glow. The second that your hand is about to reach off, you feel like a jolt of electricity between her head and your hand hit your hand with enough force that oh, okay. it throws your hand back and you stagger back slightly, taking two points of damage. Ooh. Whoa! Oh. <laughs> You've got some power in you, haven't you? Well, like like Nezzy says, um, I, I shouldn't just let people take advantage and stuff. Like I'm, I'm trying to to be able to protect everyone and the crystal. So if someone's going to try and harm me, then well, I, I should know how to protect myself. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean you any harm. I just just being nice. She kind, of, she kind of giggles slightly at that. It's okay. That's a fascinating pendant you have there. Is this the part of the new mine? She kind of looks up and again her eyes lighten and brighten up as she's about to explain and Nezzy just kind of steps in front of her. Some things are best kept a secret between a student and their teacher. I indeed. I didn't mean to pry. I didn't mean to pry. Oh, of course not, Ivok. Of course not. But you must understand, with the secret of the new mine crystals and all that it entails, we cannot be telling everyone about them. Indeed. Right. I think we should be off. Crystal keepers. (laughs) Of course, of course. Do you expect much trouble as a crystal keepers then, with such protections in place and? We have had no need for them for quite some time, but a few centuries ago the threat was imminent at all times, so it would not do for one to slacken on their training, just because it might not happen. Yes, I suppose when you can't rely on such things as spellcraft and sort of, sort of you know, it might get quite physical job, I would have thought. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Okay. Well, we won't keep you anyway. We'll we'll let you get off. Very well. I hope you all have a enlightening day. 
nice to see you again, Nezzy. And it was and you too, of course. pleasure once again to meet you. Just smiles and laughs slightly and just nods ahead at you. I just I just nod at Nezzy, just like, Nezzy, and then I just go for another part, but then I just stop and like, hmm, and just give her a smile and then walk off. Just like a big grin on her face. At this, yeah, they, they both just kind of walk by you and start heading down towards um, down towards the commercial area itself. So near where the um, near where all the tents are. Even at this point in time, you can you can already hear um, like some of the traders like over this area just start shouting and yelling, trying to attract some business. At this point, it is around about nine o'clock in the right morning. There. Right then, companions, we have a few tasks ahead of us today, do we not? Right. Many, many. We need to get prepared for this uh, job tonight. And we must remember, we must go and visit that Abshar fellow. Make sure there's an excursion for us to go on, is it? Oh, of course, of course. It's, uh, I don't believe it's Abshar. It's, it's Abshar when it's a Ebshar, Abshar, Hajar, we know who it is. We need to, we need to find him anyway. Hajar <laughs> is Ajar is the uh, person we need to see after the uh, thing we must do this evening. Oh, but that's oh. this evening. Isn't our expedition tomorrow? Yes. I wonder if we should fit both tests in this afternoon. Well, Good uh, idea. Yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. We also need to uh, go and pick up our goods before we head off tomorrow. Indeed, indeed. So uh, which first? I'll let's do Webchar. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to Webchar. At least then we'll know that we're on the expedition. Okay. Webchar so, it is. <clears throat> so, which way are you heading then? Um, I'm going to ask. I'm still in the tavern. Uh, Crumb. No, you're not. Oh, you no, left. You left the tavern. You're yeah. literally. Um, oh shit! Yeah, yeah, we're in the. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say, you are pretty much exactly here. So you're mm. on the steps between the commercial... Oh, wait, no, sorry. You are here because you left the tavern and headed up the nearest steps to the residential area. We need to head to uh, the does, FCR does anybody, Or yeah, does, does we anybody head to remember? the docks. Does anybody remember where we... From what I remember, I bumped into... I think it was FCR at uh, either the docks... Yeah, it was the, the docks. It was the docks. Yeah. Let's, try, let's try the docks. Look for a big <coughs> teethling. Thank you, Greg. Big red <laughs> teethling. Yes, I'm not aware of his name. I know what he looks like. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you guys yeah, kind of okay. turn, you turn on your heels and you kind of um, you kind of head back the exact way that you came. Um, in front of you, you can still actually see that um, Nezzy and Besh are still walking in front, but they're, they're a fair distance away from you now. They're about 200 foot away from you. They're starting to get lost in the crowds a little bit as you're following it around. Um, and as you continue heading down, you turn the corner, you kind of pass through all of the tents and whatnot, and you finally start heading down the stairs down towards the harbour. Right. Do I can I see a big big ass tiefling? A big red one. Uh, 
Roll me a perception check. Yep. Please. Um, Ivok and Ooh. Right, this is your first time at the harbour, is it not? I believe so, yeah. So, you, you both, all three of you are now making your way down some wooden steps that are kind of a bit rickety. They kind of creak as you head down them. And you can now hear the waves lapping against the cliff edges and some of them hitting against the sides of the docks itself. Um, it's actually smaller than you'd think, the harbour. There's only eight wooden piers. And of the eight wooden piers, there's only one ship that's currently docked. Despite this, though, the harbour itself still seems quite busy, with ship and dock hands kind of like moving cargo around at quite a rapid pace. You can hear shouts coming from the harbour, it's from the piers itself. People are you know, like, trying to get each other out of the way and make their way around the quickest that they can. Uh, Gregor, what did you get again, sorry? I got a 20, not a natural. So as you're looking around, Gregor, you, you kind of taken the lead position of this, having been here already. Mm. You can't immediately see. Um, you can't immediately see Amria uh, Epchar, sorry. Mm. But after about a minute or two, after about a minute or two of looking around, you notice that he is on the very far edge of the docks. Right. He's not on a pier this time. He just kind of. He's kind of like went against um, two barrels that have been stacked, arms crossed, just seemingly overlooking everything. Right. I just look at uh, Rag and Ivok and just say, I, I see you. And then just walk straight towards him. Can I. Um, with, be, with me being on the harbour, can I. Do I know whether. Because I've got to get Bim at these stakes. I just yeah. want to see if I've. I have any knowledge of whether dragons would be interested in fish. Oh, that's a good question. Roll me... Roll me a nature check, please. Nature? Yes. Uh, 18. 18. 18. Yeah. Just breaking character for a second, I find it great that I can just see Jack on the shelves in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, with an 18, oh. <laughs> with an 18, you know that fish aren't the dragon's first choice of food, but they will they will happily eat fish if there's no other option. They would mm. almost certainly prefer, um, they would almost certainly prefer like dark meat, red meat, but they can eat fish if need to be. Uh, can I see any vendors that are selling any fish around? Not on the docks slash pier themselves. This is mainly where they're unloading and loading stuff onto the cargo ships. Are they unloading? Or are they unloading any fish? It doesn't look like it from the one ship that's there at the moment. Okay. Um, I'll head towards where Gregor's going then, which keep an eye out for any vendors that I can see along the way. I can tell you right now, there's no vendors on the docks at all themselves. Okay. Um, I'll just carry on following Gregor then. Yeah, no problem. So yeah, you guys continue making your way around uh, docks, right towards the edge. A couple of times you kind of got to dip and weave, as there's some people just carrying really large boxes. There's a very short type of person walking by. They pass by, you realise it's a dwarf. 
holding a crate that's about three times the size of them. But they're just kind so of like... fish in it. Roll me <laughs> the perception, I guess. Perception. Ten. It's a box. It's a wooden crate. Box. Okay. <laughs> fish as you walk by. Well, no, you can smell fish as you walk by it, but you're in a dock. And you're going to smell fish everywhere. It's the sea. Hmm. So look at him as he goes by then. And carry doesn't on. Even, I was going to say, it doesn't even pay you any attention. You can just hear, like, in the background, you can just hear people just shouting, wanting them to move faster. It's just basically a work site almost at this point in time. Yeah. I'll move on. Right. <coughs> am, I, am I quite close to Ebchap? You are. You are in speaking distance now at this point. Right. I just I just shout him out. Ebchap! He kind of, he notices you and just kind of nods at you in your direction. Right. I'll just continue walking towards him until I'm, like, face to face. Ah, uh, yes, you are... One of the adventurers, I believe, that I sent out previously. That's the one. I am, well, as you know, I'm Gregor, and these are my companions. We've got... Uh, we've got Rag. Ah, uh, Ebchar. Uh, and Ivor. And, and it well. looks across to Ivor, looks down slightly. And you as well, my friend. You two I'm are just... kind of looking... Oh, Sorry, yeah. I was, I was just going to say, I've just come to inform you that we've done what you've asked. Oh, that is good news, good news. Is, is he saying this, Rag and Ivor, because this is your first time seeing him, I believe. You know, you see like this, this tiefling, looks like he's in his early 20s, bright red skin, his eyes are just pure red. And he's got some darkened horns, which start from his head, will then wrap their way around the back of his neck. And they kind of like wrap round and point out at his throat. Kind of uh, think ram's horns, essentially. Um, there's a bit of black facial hair forming a goatee. He's taller than all of you, at about seven foot. Like, you are all pretty much looking up at him as he's talking to you. Um, at the moment, he's just wearing some slacks and like a really like thin, like not much covering on his chest at all. Um, he looks like he's been working himself, um, and you can see that there's some markings across his entire body. Do any of you speak Infernal? Um, no. How do you check that out again? Languages. Ah yes, Celestial, Common, Draconic and Elvish, no. No. I have a on you. I'm pretty sure I don't. Uh, I'll, I'll look, sorry, where was it? Bottom left. Uh, bottom left, where your languages are. Oh yeah. No, I don't. Okay, so yeah, he's just basically covered in writing that you don't understand. As it, as you, as you all just kind of make pleasantries with him. So I believe that you have completed the the tasks that I had set for you. Yes. Yes, we've uh, met up with Lord Solace. And he said that he would give us our support. And we did our fights at the Fighters Guild. We did. did all that. And we got the plant as well. Yes. And I just point to I just point to Rag to pull out of his uh, bag of holding. Yes. 
Uh, so I'll take the fair growth plant out of Bag of Holding. We've got, we've got two of them. I believe you only picked up. I believe you only got one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of like pull out this white flower with like red flecks and hand it over to him. She kind of looks for a second, just kind of twirls it around in his hand. Very good. I trust that you did not have to travel too far to find one, did you not? It was not. Uh, not too far. Not too far at all. And may I ask, did you just. Did you happen to just find it in the wild, or did you have to force the propagation of it? I would say we had to force it. Oh, well, I hope that that was not too much trouble for you. A bit of light training, I would say. Very well, very well. With this, he just he looks at it again. You, you will not mind if I keep it as a keepsake for our upcoming travels, will you? I just, I just tend to rag and either it seems fine with us. Very well, well that kind of looks across to Ivor, just waiting his response as well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fantastic. That is good news. Thanks. You see, this may or hopefully it will not need to be used in our travels, but if we come across any fae type of creatures, this will warn of yeah, this will warn us of their presence prior to their mm-hmm. arrival. Mm-hmm. I did that. Yeah. Sounds like a handy yeah. little item. It is indeed. It is indeed. Now, as for the other two, uh, as for the other two quests that I set you, do you have any evidence on these as well? Ooh. I oh. believe Rag has the crowbar. Um, let me just take a quick look. I'll start screening in my bag of holding the crowbar. As he's doing this, you can... Uh, both of you, Ivor and Gregor, roll me a perception check, please. <laughs> crowbar, crowbar, where is it? Where is While it? he's doing that, I'll just say, well, as for the fight, surely you must know, being a resident of the city. Uh, 19. 19? Well, yes, I... I had heard of a new challenger taking on Shorduck. But, of course, that could have been anyone. So you understand why I need the evidence. Of course, it is terribly unfortunate as to what happened to the Fighters Guild the other evening. We was there. Both times. He beat him twice. No. Did he? That is impressive. Technically, no. I didn't beat him the first time um, happily Rag jumped into my in my place and help us uh, get the crowbar crowbar, I'm still scurrying in my bag of holding for this crowbar, crowbar, crowbar. yeah, Rag, as, as, as Rag's doing this either you don't know, it's because you're kind of like just wrapped in conversation with this giant ass tiefling, but Gregor as you're doing, as he's like searching around, you can just hear money? A lot of money being shuffled around in the bag of holding. Ah. I just think it's tied to it, but do I know it's money or do I just think it's You just just hear jingling kind of like you know, like it sounds like metal on metal type of thing. I just I just chuckle. (laughs) Sounds like you've got a lot of money in there. It's trinkets. (laughs) (laughs) 
They're about to scurry in. I just yeah. got like, okay, there it is. Ah, crowbar, crowbar. <laughs> yeah, you pull out the crowbar. Pull this crowbar out. Pull it out. <laughs> uh, do you do you hand it to him? I'll hand it to uh, yes, Abchar. So Abchar kind of like takes it in both hands, and he kind of like raises it up and just kind of throws it around, tilts his head slightly, and then just runs his finger across it. You don't see anything change, but he hands it back to you and he seems satisfied. Very well. I am convinced that you managed to um, manage to be victorious of the Fighters Guild, and with quite good timing, of course. If you would have left it much later, I do not believe that you would have been able to claim this. He mm-hmm. kind of chuckles lowly to himself. And do I get to keep yes, this? Yes, of course you get to keep oh, this. This you. is your prize for. This is your prize for becoming the champion of the Fighters Guild. I merely wish to know, to ascertain the fact that you are able to handle yourselves in a fight. I do not wish for traveling companions to be held up by myself or by my father. You understand, of course? Of course, of course. And now for the final piece of evidence, I believe that I asked of you a adventurer's permit. I believe this should have been the most simple of them all. You just simply had to talk to Lord Solus. As frightful as that can be. Yes, yes. I believe one of us has the uh, the permit. Uh, Ivok, is that you? I will just have a look through my pockets. <laughs> he just kind of like folds his arms again and leans against the barrel and just it's just looking at Ivok. He's being patient, but you can see that he's tapping his foot very slowly. Not not necessarily out of annoyance, it's just kind of seems to be a habit. I'll just turn to Greg at this point and, and say we we should probably have had this all ready before we got here. Yes, I agree. Oh, well, I wasn't I can't expecting to find him so quick. <laughs> Did I have it? <laughs> yes, organisation is very important. <laughs> when we're perusing the temple, it will it will not do for us to have to dig through our items to find potentially one item that will save us from certain death. In fights, my friend, there are no equals. I am not discussing fights here, Ibuk. Have what? any of you ever been in a temple of a deity before? Uh, yes. I don't think so either. <laughs> Ivok, are you lying here? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to... I'm not going to get you to do a dice roll here, but you're going to have to bluff your way through this one. (laughs) Sorry, what what was the saying again? A a deity's... um... Temple. So a temple of a god, basically. Either way, though, with Ivok telling him that he's kind of been in the temple of a deity before, Ebchar just kind of raises like one of his like thick black eyebrows, just one of them, just kind of like a... Hmm. Really? And pray tell, how did you find the experience? Intriguing. <laughs> Intriguing how, may I ask? <laughs> Very <laughs> tempting. <laughs> okay, okay, you caught me, I have a window. I found it! 
<laughs> you're just kind of like admitting that you've never been in a temple, but the second you do, you just produce this mask and hand it to him. He kind of takes it again in these like giant tiefling hands, looks at it, and you can see his eyes kind of flicking across it. Just looks back at the three of you. The Solomonari. The Solomonari, the one and only. <laughs> I told you it sucked. Yeah. I can't say it's a name I would have chosen myself, but far be it for me to judge adventurous. We are all a special breed, I guess you could say. Just hand it back to you. Well, what's the matter with the name, Solomonari? It is not one that is used often. It's not of a tongue that is used often. And... Well, I do not believe many people would go around calling themselves Dragon Riders when a true dragon has not been seen in this land for centuries now. It seems a little... arrogant. Or mysterious. No, arrogant. If you are calling yourselves Riders of Dragons without riding a dragon... Ah, uh, you never know, and I just have a look at Bimit. He's gonna roll something here. Bimit is not with me. Where is Bimit? Bimit is still in the room. Is he still okay? He's yeah, not gonna have a look at Bimit. The then I look into the. I look into the. Just look at the deal. Oh, you you kind of look in the. You look in the distance, <laughs> and somewhere in the town, in the room, Bimit's ears just kind of prick up before kind of nuzzling back down. <laughs> So yeah, after after receiving the pass and handing it back to you, cr um, Crump, fucking hell, <laughs> Ebchar just kind of like pushes himself off the barrels and just kind of like stands like towering above the three of you. Very well, I am satisfied that the three of you all go group as it were may accompany us on this expedition of ours to. I I was going to say, as, as he says that, I give uh, Ivik and Rag a pat on the back. It's like, yes! Yeah, I think stumble forward a little bit. <laughs> uh, and where, where, Ebchai, if I may ask, where are we to, to meet? I believe this expedition starts tomorrow. It was due correct. to start tomorrow, yes, that is correct. However, I am not sure, I believe my father may have intercepted the three of you within Beggar's Hollow. We did run into him, yeah. Oh yes, we did, we did. Did he tell you of our troubles of the temple's location, how it is yes. no longer near Lake Quintesia? Yes, I, I believe he said that it moved? It appears so, yes. Yes, it's ah. one of the ways that you can tell that it is a true temple of a deity. They tend to shift around every so often between set locations. Well, then we must find it. Well, that has been our challenge for the last few days. We have had agents scouring the land. Luckily, though, we believe we may have found something of interest. Whether it is the actual temple itself or not, we are not truly sure. However, there has been reports around Mendel Peak, the mountains to the south, west of this area 
near, actually quite close to the border of Velxor. Yes. Report, surely you're not going to launch an expedition with a crew on just a report. Well... It might be there. You would not believe so, however... It is quite a special report, as it were. You see, it is in with it is within the mithril mines, within Metal Peaks, where the dark, where the crystal elves reside. Crystal elves. Ah, so a very rare race indeed. Ha! And I get excited by this. <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah. Yes, quite. We've re- well, they they reside within the mithril mind there, and we have reports from them that a new structure has appeared in some of the lower levels. Now, of course, ah. normally we would not pay too much heed of this. However, given the happenstance of the temple moving from Lake Pontisha, it would be wise to assume that. Within the mithril mines, this temple has relocated itself. How often would you say this temple has a habit of shifting? Is it a matter of days, weeks, months, years? We're not too sure, I'm afraid. We're not. We we believe it is at least within a few. Uh, at the very least, it stays in one location for a few weeks. You see, my my father's agents previously found it. Lake Point T-shirt around about a month ago, but whether or not it stood there for longer than that, we do not currently know. And how far away would these crystal mines be? They would be, as I as I mentioned, they are near the border of the Velxo region. So that is quite a trek indeed. The Velxo region, as I'm fairly sure you are aware, is the home of Velden. So it is quite the travel. Yes, but I'm sure your um, your father could help with, with such forms of transport in this regards. You would be correct in a sense, at the very least. My father does have a a travel vein already set up near that area. However, unfortunately, it is not within the mithril mines themselves. It would still be a few days' travel. But at the very least, it, it turns a journey from at least three or four weeks to three or four days. Hmm. That is perfectly acceptable, I would say. Yeah, so... Of course, as you as you must understand, the mines are a completely different environment from a lake, so we've had to change our inventory slightly. And as so, such, so what you're saying here is you don't think the expedition will be taking place tomorrow? No, however, we will not be delayed by long. Simply a day as we as we reassess our inventory and purchase the required parts that are needed. Right. And well, shall any... we meet you here, like at the docks, maybe in tomorrow or the day after? I believe he just kind of thinks for a second. Today is Wednesday, I believe. Meet me outside the Reap Manor on Friday afternoon. Okay. You see, our plan is to... Um, our plan is to set off in the evening, use the travel rune, and there is a village, uh, the name of which eludes me. However, my father does know he has been there before, obviously, to place the the travel vein. 
there is an inn there that we shall stay for the night. And then on Saturday morning, we shall travel at the break of dawn towards the Mithril Mines and Menel Peak. Right. And that was meet you outside the Reef Manor on, was that Friday? Yes, the Friday afternoon. We shall say around about 4 or 5. We shall say 4 p.m. And we shall prep for four days' worth of supplies. Would that be right? Bear in mind that we also need to travel back to the village. Oh, so that's just there? Yes, it is a four-day travel, or three to four-day, depending on our pace, towards the peaks themselves. However, we then need to make our way back. The village that we stay in may or may not have shops that have resources that we're able to put towards our travels, but it may be prudent to stock up as much as you can before we leave. Look at about two weeks. Two weeks. I was going to say It's better to be having too many rations than too little. I was going to say, Abcha, where is the Reap's manor? Um, he just kind of tilts his head slightly at that. You mean you have not seen it? It is that large manor in the, in the residential area. I've seen it, haven't I? Residential you have, yes. No, don't. Don't worry about that, Gregor. I've been there once. All right, all right. That's settled then. As long as we know where we're going, that's that was my main concern. He cocks an eyebrow at Ivor again with that exact kind of phrasing. You have been there. Do you mean you have been to the outside? I do not believe Father would have allowed anyone in at this moment in time. You see, the house is in a bit of a state of disrepair, except the second floor. Oh, yes, I know. No, yeah, just outside. I like to explore my surroundings when I venture to new towns. That is, in fact, a quite a wise decision. And it does... Well, it does bode well for our journey within the temple. However, before we set off, I must warn you, unless you are absolutely sure of what an item or a trinket or a statue does or what it may be connected to, Please do. Please refrain from picking up random bits and bobs in the temple. We do not wish to have an entire group tarnished and solid because people can't keep their hands to themselves. Now, I certainly will not be trying to help you if you get yourselves into any trouble. Please do not worry about such matters. It is not us that you need to be concerned about. And pray tell, who is it that I should be concerned about? I don't know. <laughs> no one in particular. <laughs> no, there's. No, oh, what's his name? Everyone, in my experience, most people. Again, you speak words of wisdom, my monk friend. Even if you do not intend to all the time. I look forward to our travels together. The, the three of you. Same here. Same here. Well, I wish you good day. And we'll leave you to your business. Let's be on our yes, way. Yes, of course, of course. I will continue with the preparations <laughs> for our journey. I will see you all outside the Reef Manor at 4pm, the day after tomorrow. That's fine. All right, take care, Edchar. You too. Until Friday afternoon. Until Friday afternoon. 
Right, <laughs> I walk, yeah, I was going to say, I walk at this point to uh, to the financial district. Can I turn to Ivor and Greg and just whisper, um, where are we supposed to pick up these goods? Well, what goods? I will have I, I will have a look at the cost. Yeah, go on, go on, Gaz. <laughs> I will have a look at the contract in a bit more of a discreet area. But from memory, I believe it'd be outside Salt Harbour of the Mill. Is where we need right. To be. When when do we need to be there? Ah, Ivic, you have the uh, you have the scroll, I believe. Yes, I do. Where yes. From right now. Yes, I'll have a look. Uh, on Friday. Um, I believe I don't believe it was Friday. I'm sure it was. Oh, due Friday. Sorry, no. Yeah, you. I believe it's something we need to do today. Yeah, it is today. I know it's today. Tonight. Right. I just I just turn to the rest of the group and just say, I've got a plan. Okay, no muddle. I need Bimit with me. You need Bimit? Yes. What do you need Bimit for? I need his necklace. I want to trust there to test something out. Is he back okay, at the um, is he Do back you think well let's let's uh, let's maybe discuss this then. Do you think bringing Bimit with us tonight would be a good idea, or do you think we should leave him at the tavern? I'm just thinking we need to be as discreet as possible and maybe an extra an extra body would be a little too much. I mean, we can bring him. I just don't know if he, if we're going to need him, that's all. Discreet. I need his, ne- we can, I need we, his we necklace. Can, you could have his necklace. He, if he stayed in the room, we could maybe oh. take his necklace off. I'm wondering if we should bring you. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what do you mean by that? Well, discreet. <laughs> Not exactly covert, are you, my friend? If you would like me to stay behind, Ivok, if that's what you're saying. Oh, nonsense. Stop being so serious. I'm jesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Ah. <laughs> right. I just want to test something out with uh, Bimit's necklace. That's all. Uh, so shall we shall we bring Bimit with us tonight, or should we leave him behind? Ivok, what do you think? I have no idea what he's planning. Being elusive as always. Gregor, what is your plan? <laughs> Basically, I have this ring, and I just show this ring that's like, that's on my finger. I just yeah. said, this is the ring of invisibility. I just want to check if it works. If I it, hold it. In... Oh, because we're on the outskirts of Salt Harbor. Yes. Well, <clears> we're <throat> up, we're in Salt Harbor. Yes, it won't work in Salt Harbor, you know that. Exactly, but we need to sneak this product I, into cause, Salt Harbor. Because well, we know we can use it in the middle at the mill. Yes, but the Ring of Invisibility won't work on the items being carried themselves. That would only work on the person carrying them. Yes, I can carry them. Yes, so you would, are you thinking of making yourself invisible and then just a floating crate? <laughs> whatever I hold, whatever I carry, turn invisible. Is that correct? So you, Is your knowledge correct on that? Is it? <laughs> 
<laughs> You're discussing a ring that you've only been told the name of. You don't actually know the effects of it. You might be okay. right. You might be wrong. This is why I want to try it out. And you okay, so to try it out, we would need grip? to leave. How heavy is the grip? It doesn't matter. We still need to bring it into Saltar. Yes, I understand. If, it matters if you can't lift it. I can lift quite a bit. We can all lift quite a bit. It's, it's yeah. That's not the problem here. I just think the problem is <clears throat> I don't believe that the crate would turn invisible along with with Gregor's ring. Well, that's why I want to find out. But we'd have to take it outside and then come back in. Yes, you want to do that before tonight. You want to test things out. Well, I, w I might as well go to the room where Bimit is and try and carry him to see if I can sneak mm -hmm. him in. Oh, you want to use the, the crystal around his neck. Yes. Right, I understand. Wouldn't it stop um, working when you come into the city? It, not if I'm holding the crystal in my hand. Oh, that's what the Bimit thing does. Yes. Well, then we might as well leave Bimit go outside and have a look <laughs> let's leave Bimit in the room for now let's go outside gates okay and see if your ring works and maybe try and pick up something like I don't know a stick and see if it disappears we can try that I just don't say why we need to lock in Bimit oh we don't need to lock him in I'm just thinking because we're already out here the gates are not far from here. We'd have to go all the way back to the tavern to get it. Let's just see if the Chris, if the if the ring works first, and then we can go and get Bimit for tonight. If you take that off him, won't he turn into a dragon? He will, yes. But if he stays in the room, it shouldn't be too much of a problem. Are you, are you sure you want to grow? I. Uh, I mean, we'd have to look into it. Here's another suggestion: we take Bimit outside of. Of harbor, and he can wander around. Yeah, Bibbit will be fine. Yes, I'm just thinking of efficient time. That's all. Yeah, so at this point in time, it's around about half ten in the morning. You've got around about twelve and a half hours until you should probably carry out the mission. Well, shall we just go some way and have a look at the ground where we're going to be doing this? That's a good point. We can Let do that. Uh, can you just point out exactly where we are again? So you guys, at the moment, are literally right on the very edge of the pier. You're down here. Oh, right, is there any... Um, this this boat here? Can yeah. I see anybody... Can you highlight can it? Yeah, uh, yeah, just highlight it. Yeah. Is there, can I see anybody around it? Um... There's one or two people still offloading items, but it seems to have slowed down a great deal. Is it a ship or just a rowing boat? Uh, this one here is a ship. Oh, right. Okay. Looks like a transport ship. Uh, yeah, so we're going to have to go up. And the gates, the main gates to this to Salt Harbour, I presume, are right up the top here. Yes, they are all the way at the very north. Um, mm near the slums and the outer residential area, the area where there's the giant circus tent. If you do want to scout out various areas <laughs> of the river, I do have something planned for that. But if you just want to walk around and stuff, and that's also cool. Uh, in my mind, can I remember where the uh, the guy we need 
the guy who was doing my armor. Can I remember where he is? Yeah, of course you can. You you know that the the armory kind of the blacksmith forge essentially is directly above the pier where the commercial area is. It is the number foot in the commercial area. In number three. In number five, five. So number one is the outer residential. Number one is the outer residential. Yeah. Number two is Lons. the slums. Number three is the inner residential. Number four is the financial area. And number five is the commercial area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Right, and I met Ajar. We all met Ajar in. I believe that was number four, was it? You met him in the financial area in the ruins. Yes. So the yeah, ruins are in the top left-hand corner. Yeah. yeah, that's it, yeah. Opposite the overgrown cathedral. Gregor, what would you prefer to do? Do you really want to test this out before this evening? I would like to test out if it's real or not. Okay. Well, how about you and Ivok go and grab Bimit? Okay. From the tavern. Well, take him with us. Take him with you if you if you want to. Um, I will I'm, take him out. Yeah, yeah, you can take him out. Uh, I'm going to go and try and find him some steak <laughs> or something to eat. Okay. Because um, he needs to be fed. Um, I can't find any fish around here, so... Um, As do we all, may I point out. <laughs> yeah, we do need to eat. Uh, I, I would like to go and find him some food. Uh, so why don't you go and grab Bimit, uh, take him outside. Are you going to go out through the main through the main gates? Yes, yes. It should be no problem. Yeah, and I'm going to have a look around uh, maybe the market because... Crumb said it's not getting its delivery until later on this afternoon. Uh, right. I, I don't want to wait that long. Where uh, shall we meet? Do you want? Shall, shall, shall I grab us all some something to eat and meet you? Uh, meet you outside. Uh, sounds good. Thank you very much, Rag. Ivok. That's very helpful of you. Yes, be fantastic. Seems to be loaded. I believe. Uh, I believe Ivok, you, uh, you kind of like your uh, your food spicy, eh? I do. Yes. So, right, it's my treat today. Ooh, thank you very much. <laughs> That's nightly uh, generous of you. <laughs> thank you, Rad. It's almost like you've come into the money somewhere. <laughs> gold. Very strange, very strange. Rag is never this nice. I would also like to um, to have a chat this evening oh, okay. with you all, uh, possibly in the tavern after, uh, either this evening or tomorrow mor- morning. Uh, That's fine. Let's do this. Let's do this contract first. Oh, uh, yes. It'd be nice to um, just to clear, just to just to clear some things. I'd like to have a chat before we go on this expedition, just to make sure we're all on the same page. That's all. And it'd be nice to have a a little bit of a team morale kind of kind of talk before we go off. Um, I know we all have our different ways of of thinking and 
and things. It'd just be nice for us all possibly to have a drink uh, and I'd like to have a chat and just have a, a converse on a few things before we go off tomorrow, that's all. Or Friday, let's say. Going off on Friday now, aren't we? That's, that sounds fair, Ragwood. I'm willing to do that. Yes. Why, 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 <laughs> why so serious, Ivan? Just to point just out. Free uh, food, followed by an offer of a chat. Nothing. <laughs> Let's just say I'm trying to be more of a a team a team supporter. I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to put my part in here. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I'm sorry. It's great, fantastic. Okay, yes, we'll have that chat, and some spicy food would be great. Okay, uh, Gregor, any anything anything you would like? I believe you're not into that. A lot family. of meat and a bit of sweet chili on it. A bit of sweet chili? Yes. What the fuck is that? Right, Think of chili, wisdom. but with a bit yeah, of sweet. Do I know what that is? Roll <laughs> wisdom. That's a four for me. Rav, you have no clue what sweet chili is. Chili is meant to be spicy, damn it, not sweet. So, you want your s- spice to be not spicy and sweet? I just take a deep sigh and just like. <sighs> I just wanted just a bit sweet. I can ask them to reduce the spice, maybe. I don't. Gregor! <laughs> I'll just get you some food. Fine. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. Um, at this point, I will head off towards um, <laughs> financial district. The financial district. <laughs> really? Um, no, sorry. Hang on. Is it the commercial district? The commercial district. Commercial yeah. district. Um, no, it's a financial district. Wait, sorry, Rag. Where are you? Tra- what are you trying to do? Number what? four. Yeah, that's the financial district. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to head off to the arena. Um, yes, yeah, I'm going to head off. All oh, right, yeah, I'm going to head off towards the financial districts, but I'm going to cut through the inner residential. Uh, oh. Actually, no, 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 no. <laughs> just point out. The just market, point out. let's just, re- just recap that. Out, you guys are in the bottom right-hand corner of the map. You are in the dock area. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'm going to... I'm off, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to walk with these guys. Um, yeah, the financial areas. Yeah, right? in the yeah, commercial yeah. district. Are these the stalls in the marketplaces around here and things? Yeah. No, yes. Uh, so you see, you yeah. see where all the like little tents and stuff are. That's yeah, that's the, the marketplace where all the buildings are. Is stuff like taverns or butchers and stuff like that. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cut across. Straight left then from where we are and start coming down here and across here. I'm going to head into this area here. Once um, yeah. uh, I'll walk with you some of the way. All okay, right. So then. You, guys, you guys all make your way from the actual harbour itself. Um, as you're doing so, like I say, it's around about half past ten ish at this point in town, at uh, town, this point in time. Um, things are starting to get more and more busy. There's a couple of ships as you as you leave as you head up the stairs, turn back again. You hear a couple of ships about to pull in. 
turn back around and you see that the commercial area itself has now started getting quite busy. Right. There are various sender, uh, senders, vendors selling their wares. As you're passing through and heading into the actual marketplace itself with all the tents, you can just hear like vendors just vying for your attention. As you're passing by, you hear, Me for a gold coin! Right, I'm going to stop at that vendor. <laughs> I'm going to stop at the re- vendor and say, meet for a gold coin, you'd say. Aye, mate. As you're looking at this, um, this human, this human, basically, uh, short blonde hair, just kind of looks like your typical kind of meat vendor. All right, I tap Aye, mate. Rag at this point. Piece of gold. Say, oh. I was going to say, we, <laughs> I tap Rag at this point and just say, we're going to the tavern. And then we just start heading off. Yeah, I'll I'll catch up with you later. I just put my thumbs up and I just carry on walking. Um, so you want these, some meat, do uh, you? Yeah. Yes, if you um, if you got any steaks of any sort. Uh, steaks may all have a look in the backwares. You should be aware though that uh, if we do got some steak, it might be more than a gold piece. That's fine. Sweet. All right, then give me a second. Yeah, I'm sure it is. So this this guy, this quite heavy set guy, just turns around, walks into like the further reaches of the tent, and you can hear like a as some stuff is unlocked. Hear some rustling. Comes back and in like two dripping paper bags. He's got like a. He pulls out two paper bags that are still dripping with blood. Got some yeah. two steaks for you here, mate. Can't really um, give you much more. Two? Two, yeah. We've got two. to kind of limit the amount of people that the amount that we give to people. We give it all to one person. Kind of like a monopoly. Don't want that, do we? No, no, of course. Um I will take the two. And fantastic. I'm looking, what what would you uh, what would you recommend the most the place the best for the spiciest food around here? I'm looking for something with some intense spice. Just kind of leans in. The spiciest spice, you say. There's a tabaxi over there. I don't rate them myself. But those fuckers, they're good with their spices. Uh, can you point me again to that direction? Over there. Just over points there. back into the actual throng of the tents. So closer to the actual... Um, closer to the inner residential area than anywhere else. But he's not okay. directly pointing you to it; he's just pointing in that general direction. And how much gold do you would you uh, would you want for these pieces? Ah, uh, for these two stakes. Call it seven gold. Seven that's gold. Right, yeah. Seven gold done. I'll give it. I'll hand him over seven gold. No problem. Yeah, you know something's like... wrong when Rag's not bar- like bargaining for it or anything like that. He's just like, yeah, that's fine. You two, you two have already headed off. So you're not oh yeah, I know, I know. I, I, I'm just putting my little opinion in there. He just kind of hunches these two bloody paper bags. Pleasure doing business with you. And of course, you. Thank you for, um, thank you for sharing your wisdom with me on there. Well, spice. That's no, quite. Uh, right. And I'll, I I'll cut. Want spice themselves. But I've already left now. I'm not listening to him. He's, he's talking to himself. <laughs> and just kind of, he's kind of turned around, like picking up some more meat packages and stuff. Just burns it up. Oh, all right then. 
I'm cutting straight through now. Uh, can you just point out on the map exactly where that was? What, where you currently were? Where that vendor was, was, yeah. It was literally, like, at the mouth of the market itself. Like, literally, as you yeah. came up the ramp, from, uh, up the stairs from the uh, docks, he was pretty yeah. much there, right at the very opening of the market. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head west and straight into the middle of this pit here uh, and try and see if I can hear any any others shouting out for meat or anything. Anything special out of the ordinary? Ten gold. What was what was that for? Ten gold? There's no response directly to you about ten gold. Shouting over themselves. Your loss. Um, can I see? Can I see? Um, any meat strung up? Any? Pheasants? Any? Roll me a perception, please. Thirteen. If you're walking along, you don't see any pheasants themselves strung up, but more than actually seeing anything, you smell. You can smell a bit of cooked meat, but more than that, you can smell something that almost offends your nostrils. It almost burns your nostrils. It's spicy, is the smell. It smells like spicy meat. I'll approach that vendor and say, do you, um, it smells a little bit spicy around here. Do you have any ordinary meat? This, uh, this large tabaxi just turns around to you. It's kind of like clad in, like, just a simple linen shirt and some slacks. Like, black face with white, like, a sunburst. Ah, yes. Meat you wish for, yes? Yes. Do I recognize this tabaxi? Give me a history check. Fourteen. You're not sure, but you're... You recall Gregor and Ivan talking about a tabaxi that gave them a delicious meal. Oh, yeah. That was good. <laughs> Can I get you some food, some meat, some potatoes? Or do you just wish to peruse my shop? Sorry, I'm not interested. I'll carry on walking. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you're lost. I'm sure it is. That was good food! <laughs> Yes, but I can find better. <laughs> you cannot find better food in this market than mine. Ha! I can always find better food. You just kind of... <laughs> I'll throw him... Be coming from my shop, then. I'll throw him a, a copper piece on the way by. <laughs> just catches it immediately. Be gone with your insults. If we saw this, we'd think that something was suspicious. It's like you're giving away money. Well, you're point. not seeing it, are you? <laughs> no. You're not. I said if we saw this. <laughs> um, I'm carrying on going through in that direction still. Um, yeah. Can I... I want to use... I want to use my scent to try and sniff out what I think is... Gourmet over the rest of the stalls around here.
Okay. The last we left, you had just finished. You just finished insulting it about Sivender. <laughs> you were on the lookout for some. What was it that you were on the lookout for again? Uh, gourmet food. Um, something with n- spicy nectar. What I'm thinking is, if I can't. No, let's go with that first. See what what comes up. Okay, as you're walking through the through the crowds of all the tents and stuff like that, you again you can hear more shouting. You can smell lots of smells. Roll me a perception check, please, as you're making your way away from this spicy ass tabaxi. Ten. You're you're continuing further into the marketplace, but unfortunately, you're kind of being overwhelmed with all the smells at this moment in time. There's a lot of places okay. selling different foods. I'm going to grab the nearest patron to me then. Uh, I'm just going to grab him by the arm and say, uh, excuse me. This this kind of young woman kind of like turns around, see, you know, like turns around, looks at your chest and then just straight up. Oh, hello. Hi. Uh, where would you, where would you say the best food, spicy food is around here? Oh, I would have said that the best spicy food is, um, Probably Marcus the Tabaxi. He's he's back there. <laughs> Where you came from? Where would you say the second best spicy food is? Um. Well, I, there's there's a man called Franklin. He 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 does some relatively nice spicy foods. It's um it's generally like pork, and it's it's glazed in um, honey. And it also has like some spices over the top of it, so it's sweet and spicy at the same time. And can you point me in the general direction of that place? She kind of raises her hand on it. You can see her finger is slightly shaking. She just points. Come on, uh, woman, where is this? She's kind of. Oh, it's over there, right over there. You can see. You can see his tent there. It's bright red. And what? I'll walk towards that direction right now. It takes you a couple of seconds. You're barging your way through. Yeah. I'll just turn my head in with it. Thank you! It's okay. <laughs> and you make your way to this like bright red tent, and yet you can see like the entire carcass of a pig just rotating round on a spit. Yes. Right, give me um, two of your finest spicy meals you've got there. This orc called Franklin, that you assume is called Franklin, just turns around. What was that you wanted? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, uh, I would like two of the two of your finest spicy meals, large. The large meal, you say? Large. Right, well, that's half a pig. That's one of you. Yeah, let's go. Half a kilogram of her potatoes. I want it in two meals, though. Two meals, so that's an entire kilogram. All right, and you also um, get. Oh. Okay, okay, wait a second. <laughs> I don't like, think I I don't think I want a kilogram of food. He kind of like reaches down and picks up like this giant tray. Just it's bigger than his hand, which you know he's got an orc hand. It's not even a in half. Fact, it's a full orc, and it's piled high. Yeah, in fact, let, let's do it. Let's do it. Please. All right, I'll fucking get it sorted for you. <laughs> like let's that. go. We'll kind of throw the tray at the same time. All of this food kind of like drops to the floor and as you look at it you can see that this food has gone the food that he was showing you is like fake food but behind him it's all real 
She kind of turns uh, around. You're not gonna you're not gonna give me any of that pretend stuff there, are you? He's kind of like literally got the suckling pig corpse in his hand with an axe. Oh, of course not, mate. This is just for the punters, isn't it? To show do I, what do I know do I know what he's got in his hand there is fake? As he kind of hits into it and pulls it out, there's a lot of juice that starts running down. Is this fake? Roll me an inside check if you want to check if it's fake. Eighteen. That's a real suckling pig. It's just okay. cut the suckling pig in half. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm fine with kept waiting then. Both of his orc hands just pick up both sides, just fucking slam it on this giant tray. Just give me one second, friend. Okay. Oh, sorry. Do you mind um, splitting that into three portions? Kind of looks at you like you're mad. What do you mean three portions? You're not man enough to eat it all yourself. Uh, it's not all for myself. Hmm. Tempted to charge you for three people there. Well, it's. I think you should charge me based on the meat that you're selling. You what would you right? charge? What would you charge for three people? Well. Just kind of leans back, hands up, drops the axe as he does that. Just kind of like a, as it hits the floor. Well, per meal, it's ten gold. So I'd probably charge you thirty gold for three people, twenty gold and for two. But you just said that it's three people. It doesn't matter. I just want the quantity of meat that you're giving, but split up into three portions. I mean, you can give me it all in one. Hmm. If it's cheaper. You wanted me to stack an entire suckling pig, an entire kilogram of potatoes, and a shit ton of vegetables. Do you know what, friend? Do you know what? All in one try. Forget it. Forget it. Just give me... Give me it in one portion. That'll be 25 gold. <laughs> Extra work. 15. 15. That ain't even the price of two. It's not, for, it's, it's not for two, it's for one. <laughs> if it's for one and you want an entire suckling pig, that's still 20 gold. You said, how much do you want us to charge per serving of the meat that I'm giving ah, you? Ah, but then that's I changed my mind. So you want half a suckling pig then? I want, I want exactly what you were serving in one tray. Yeah, I was going to give you two portions because you asked for two portions. I'm not going to give you a cheaper amount of price because you want it for one portion, though. Is this enough to feed three people? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, double three what you give it. Double, double what you're giving me in one bag and let's right. call it 40 gold. Kind of narrows his eyes for a second. Uh, give me one second, dear. Narrows his eyes for a second. You're trying to scam me here. 35 gold. <laughs> Deal. You're right, thinking you're smarter than me. Just leans down, picks up the axe, chops the silver suckling pig in half. Fucking just because he's an half or half a human thinks he's smarter than me. Just starts piling two suckling pigs up. Make make it extra spicy as well. Ton, tons of potatoes on look. 
all the veg up. It's like a literal, it comes up from the looks of it, it would come up to like just above your kneecap in terms of a mountain of food. If you stood up. You just see him, yeah, stood up. You see him get like two jars and pour it all over. Extra spicy, I'll fucking give him it extra spicy. <laughs> he kind of bends down, just. This giant ass, literal. It's it's no longer one of those small little trays that he was going to give you. It's like a, a massive, large metal tray with two suckling pigs, about two and a half kilograms of potatoes, and just a mountain of veg. And they've all got this like orange yellow sheen to them. Uh, it's covered it in something that he thinks, you know, in spice basically. Just plonks it down, just kind of like with a big. 35 gold. 35 gold, yep. Yeah. I'll hand Thank him 35 you. gold. I'll just throw it on the counter. He just kind of... Very well. Uh, I'm going to walk off this there. I'm going to grab... I'm going to grab the nearest patron again by the wrist. The same person, or...? No, no, just the nearest one again. Okay. It looks like a relatively young elf. Male elf. You, elf! Where would where would where would you find some steak around here? Oh. Well, I I don't know if you'd find one in the market itself. Lots of people just sell off cuts, you see. Uh, yeah, so where would you suggest we find it? I hear and he just kind of leans in. The tavern owner of the Baneful Squid sells a good steak. Anywhere else? Looking at my watch as I do that. I don't yeah, have watch. a watch. So <laughs> I was going to say, watches don't exist in that capacity. She <laughs> kind so of leans in. Just looking at my empty wrist. Yeah, just... That. I'm afraid I don't know. I'm not actually from around these parts. Um, I'll grab the next person. That's amazing, this young uh, woman. Steak! Tell steak. me, woman, steak! Where would I find steak? You'd find it in the uh, I'll let them go and I'll walk off and I'm going to head to um, the financial district. So yeah, these two just kind of, the second you let go of either of them, they just bolt off. And you're now carrying this giant fucking tray of meat and potatoes and veg as you head towards the financial district. At yeah. this, we'll jump back to Gregor and Ivok as they were making their way. Where were you going again? Downtown. Oh, no, the tavern. The tavern, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, as this has all been going on, as Ragnarok has been accosting various people and insulting <laughs> numerous orcs and tabaxes, you kind of make your way, you you ponder all the way through the actual marketplace, go through a couple of streets on the cobbled pavements, and once again you find yourself outside of the bins full squid. The door creaks open. There's a couple of people inside, but it's mainly empty at this point in time. There's a Brilliant. couple of candles just... lit, some light streaming through the windows. Right, I just go straight upstairs to Rag's room. Okay. Uh, I open the door and I uh, see Bimit. The door is locked. Oh, the door is locked. Oh, God. Okay. You kind of... 
way is shut. The way is shut. I just go back downstairs then to the bar keeper. Yeah. Prum is kind of there, just kind of like polishing the glass, just looking over his bar. I just All right, said, Crum. Alright, how are you? Oh, I've not been too bad. It's only been about an hour since we last saw each other, so no tapping really. <laughs> no, same here, same here. Well, we managed to get on the expedition. Oh, you got to the expedition with the roots, did you? It's yes, got, we did. Might find you here. This might find you here. Mr. Valar Constant should be very happy with the progress you're making, you know. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, we need to get into Rag's room. Is that all right? Um, I mean, why? Why would you need to get in his room? I mean, I'm not against it, especially if it annoys Ragnarok. <laughs> I'm as good uh -huh. as a prank as I like a prank as well as anyone else. But I hope you ain't going to do anything malicious. Unfortunately, not. Actually, I just take a oh. second thought of this and I say, do you have a bucket? It just kind of like stops polishing his glass and kind of side eyes you slightly and just a big grin appears as one of his broken fangs kind of broken teeth kind of pokes through. You know what? I do. <laughs> you know what? Give me that full of water and we'll pop it on top of his uh, door. Just leaving it as a jar. So when he opens it, water will follow him. It's just kind of a big grin at this. Oh yeah, the wall and the bucket. But you'll uh, you'll understand, of course. I can't be seen doing it, so I'm going to leave that up to you. Here's the key. That's absolutely Gives you fine. the key to Rad's room. Right. Where's that bucket? Just takes a second, goes into the back room. You kind of hear like a tss. comes back out holding this wooden bucket full of water. Brilliant. I just grab the bucket and the key and just start heading upstairs with this uh, bucket of water. So you, you get to Rag's room again and um, yeah, the door is still locked, but you, you insert the key you kind of feel like a as you open it. Bimit, are you in here? You take a second to look and you can see like this this uh, red Lizard kind of like curled up on the bed itself. Looks like it's sleeping. Bimit! Bimit! It takes a second, but it just kind of like shuffles itself up, kind of puts its paws out forward, leans backwards, similar to a cat. So all of mm -hmm. its weight's on its back and it stretches out, opens its mouth wide, and a tiny bit of flame comes out. <laughs> so it's kind of shaking itself awake. Looks around, his eyes open up, and he sees you. Ah, kin. <laughs> I start talking to him in Draconic. Yep, yeah, so from now on, then, this conversation's in Draconic. Ivor, can you still with them? Um, actually, I'm at the doorway. I'll just go like that to, from, to not be ignorant. <laughs> so, wait, like at the doorway of the actual uh, tavern itself, then? Yeah, as he walks in, yeah. Cause I'm waiting. Yeah, so you're just kind of like hanging out at the doorway. Crumb notices that and just takes a second and within a minute or two he just comes up to you and just hands you a small uh, small cup of green tea again. Oh. Because you'll want to probably have some to drink while you wait for uh, <laughs> for Gregor to do his little prank. Thank you very much, Crumb. Much obliged, much obliged. 
with that, it goes back to the bar. Gregor, you are currently facing Bimmer and talking in Draconic with him. I just turn to I just turn to Bimmer and just go, come on, we're going out for a bit. Can taking Bimmer outside. Yes, yes, we're going outside Pearl, uh, we're going outside uh, Harbour. Just for a little bit. I want to test some stuff out. Steaks? Steaks. Uh, uh, that's what Rag's doing for you, isn't it? Steaks. Ragnarok, <laughs> give them steaks. I'm sure, you'll get, he's, I'm sure he's getting uh, to it right now. We'll go and get you some uh, steaks after we meet up with Rag. Just kind of lowers down slightly. Very well. Can have no stakes for Bimit right now. Not right Bimit now. Bimit after nap. <laughs> I bet you are. I bet you are. Come on then, let's go. So as uh, I just tell him to go outside, meet meet up with Ivok. He just kind of like jumps off the bed, shakes himself again, and you can just hear as he makes his way downstairs. Lovely. And as I do, as he does that, I just put the bucket on top of the the door. Roll me a sleight of hand, please. I believe. God. Because you're you're trying to conceal this bucket on top of the door. All right, that's not good. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. sleight of hand was it? Yes. Yeah, please. Sleight of hand. Twelve. <laughs> so you you kind of like raise the bucket above onto the door with the door cracked open and it doesn't seem very steady there at first there's a bit of water that kind of pops out straight onto the side just narrowly misses you okay. but it is on there and you're quite happy with yourself so you exit you turn around, you shut the door, <laughs> and as the door shuts, you hear the bucket fall back down. <laughs> I was going to say, I close my eyes and just just sigh. <sighs> as you sigh, just... you feel a bit of wetness, like kind of poking against your boots. You open your eyes, and the bucket of water has leaked underneath the door and is now pooling around your feet. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, that failed. And I just walk off. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of... Down the stairs. And... As you're going down the stairs, you make your way to the actual bar itself, and you look up and you see Chrome is there, just kind of like, All right, did you manage to get it then? I just did give him a very... I just give him a very... Disappointed look. It didn't work. <laughs> oh. What is that then? I idiotically closed the door. <laughs> oh, well, I hope it, it dries soon because I don't want to be cleaning up your mess, Gregor. I could just do a long pause and then just walk off. <laughs> you, you guys are literally just staring at each other. He just kind of raises his eyebrows like... <laughs> <laughs> and you just kind of slowly shuffle off just yeah slowly shuffling off as I'm just staring at him maintaining eye contact the entire yeah. time kind of like you get to the door and you're just scrabbling behind you to get the handle <laughs> just kind of like 
as the door opens, still maintaining eye contact, just you're yeah. kind of like going around the door. Yeah, and then I just close the door. <laughs> just the door closes. We're now back outside of the commercial area with Ivic and Bimit. Right, I I tell the Avic, right, let's go, and just plod on. So where are you guys heading to then? Uh, to the... Okay. Uh, we're going to go through the... I'm guessing. To the, yeah, outskirts, say... to the middle. Yeah. We're going to go through the financial district uh, okay. towards the slums and then straight outside. Gregor and Ayavik, you you've made your way all the way through the town itself. Pass by the gates without any further instances, really. The guards just kind of let you through straight away. It's only, it's like half 11 in the morning at this point in time. Time is ticking on, but they're completely fine with you exiting right now. Mm -hmm. So you are now on the outskirts of Salt Harbour itself. Um, As you're walking around, or as you're walking down like the dirt path itself, you can see that there are some farmlands around. There's the barracks. And yeah, there's there's the windmill in the distance as well. Just slowly turning in the wind. I right. spot our rendezvous point, Greg. Alright, let's head there and see see what we're dealing with. So we just I just keep walking on. I assume my eyes are gonna grow purple when we reach outside the influence of the new mine. Yeah, the second that you exit Ivok, even though you can't tell, Gregor, you look back, and the second he crosses over the perimeter, mm-hmm. well, not the second, a couple of feet after crossing over the perimeter, you notice that Ivok's eyes once again have that distinctive purple glow that kind of streams off the side. Ah! Your eyes! What? <laughs> the tear purple! Streaming oh. across. Oh yes, I forgot all about that. <laughs> I, I say, tell, ask me something. Tell me what to do. Um, walk about like a chicken. Roll me a d twenty, please, Gregor. And uh, eighteen. Even though you're very tempted to. You feel a compulsion to walk around like a chicken, but for some reason, something in your head's like, no, that's stupid. I don't want to do that. Do I feel this, though, did you say? You feel the compulsion to do it, but in your head, there's enough of a response that you're like, I don't want to walk like a chicken. That would be stupid. There's guards everywhere. I said t- I t- to either go, oh, I felt that. Uh, ask me something else. Ask me something else. <laughs> Jump up and down on the spot. Roll me a d20, Gregor. Uh, seven. Oh, no. <laughs> the second he says that, the second the words have left his lips, you just start jumping up and down on the spot. Uh, let me roll something else as well, please. I don't break my leg, do I? <laughs> you land, and you feel a little bit of pain in your right ankle. Oh, for flip's sake. <laughs> you take two points of damage as you land, and you kind of crumple slightly on your ankle. 
Yes, yes, yeah. Ah! <laughs> I just reached down for my leg. It, it works. Yeah, uh, very good, sir, uh, Greg. <laughs> uh, how much points was that? Two points. There we go. Sorry. Yeah. So you guys are kind of heading up on the, the path of salt and rubble and stuff that heads out of Salt Harbour itself. Right. Very useful thing, I imagine. It's a shame about that, um, the drawbacks. Yes! <laughs> uh, limping along at this point. Bennett is still following the both of you. He sees this happening. Just turns to Ivor. Why is King jumping? Because I told him to, minute. No. Human kin has ability to persuade others to do as he says. Yes, still trying to figure out the details and whatnot, but it appears I was, so. I was going to say, Tom, I've got the ring on still. The ring of vis visibility. Do you look at your Do you look at your hand with the ring on? No, no, no. I, I just carry on because I'm still in a bit too much pain to figure That's it out. Fair. That is completely fair. Yeah, so you kind of you're in pain and you just continue walking forward. Hmm. Well, it appears that we're outside the boundaries, and as I say that, I'm going to bring out those three items. The rubber duck. I just have a <laughs> hunch about this thing. Okay, yeah. give me one second then, please. So, you guys are all walking, you two are still walking down the path. Ivor, yeah. what is the first item that you bring out? Uh, the duck, I'm going to try first. <laughs> okay, so how are you using this then? Well, I just got to look at it. Is there anything different about it? It's still a bright yellow rubber ducky. I'm going to squeeze it. <laughs> Roll me a D4, please. D4? That's interesting. No four. It's four. Is that a good thing? A four? Yes. So you squeeze the duck, and you hear like a... After a second... Another second. Starts flashing red. Throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it. <laughs> uh, roll me a strength check as you throw the duck. <laughs> oh, that was natural. A natural, <laughs> natural one. Yeah. Oh, my word. Okay. <laughs> Oh, no way. You're about to throw the duck and it's just... <laughs> you reach back forward to throw it, and as it as you reach the apex of your throw, just before you let go... <laughs> right in your hand, it does eight points of damage. Uh, Ooh. As it explodes in your hand, you kind of, like, drop your arm down. The duck is still there, completely unscathed. Ah! Uh, I got an exploding duck! <laughs> Ivor, are you alright? Yeah, yeah, just a little bit singed. Ah. Rename that Ducky of Terror. 
<laughs> Whenever you squeeze the duck, roll a d4. Different things will happen. You can only use it once per 24 hours. And then I'll look at it, and I'll be like, "Well, look at that! It's still here, completely unscathed." Okay, well that's interesting. That's interesting. So Better than what I thought it was. It explodes in your hand. Apparently, yes. I hope it can explode outside my hand. Strange. Uh. You're still. You you guys have kind of stopped walking at this point. You're past barracks. You pass the farmlands, you're between the farmlands and the actual windmill itself. Okay, I'm going to take out the ornate key as well with the markings on it and just have a look at it. Okay, give me one second. As as you pull this large ornate kind of like big golden key out, you can just hear birds going overhead. A slight gust of wind kicks up the salt around and again, it's that kind of magnificent crystallised salt in the air as it does so. I was going to say, as he's doing this, can I look at my hands at this point? Because I just thought, oh yeah, my ring of visibility. Yes, so Gregor, you look at your hands. Which hand do you have the ring of invisibility on again? On my right. You look at your left hand and you can still see it. Which finger is it on again, sorry? It'll be my... uh... It'll be that one. Your pointer finger, so yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Look at your right... You look at your right hand and the pointer finger, the one that has the ring of invisibility on. As you look at it, you don't see any difference at first. But after a second, you see that there's a thin band on your on that finger that is completely invisible. It looks as though the only thing that... It looks like the ring only makes itself invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> um, Ivor, you've got this key out, don't you? What are you doing with it at the moment? I just want to look at it, see if it's doing anything glowing or anything like that. Uh, at this moment in time, no, it's still just this light, uh, this large golden key. It's not doing anything, it's not vibrating, it's not glowing, it's not humming, it's not doing anything. It's just, you, you've got this large golden key held out. Okay. Can I put it, try, just do the motion of putting it in an imaginary door? <laughs> nothing happens. Hmm. You're just kind of like, but nothing happens at all. There's no weight changes, there's nothing. It's like you're miming a door. Shame, I had high hopes of that one, still might be handy I'll put it back in my pocket and yep. go third come third time lucky and I pull out the rock okay uh, just to point out as well just to ask as well sorry you literally just put that straight into your pocket yeah yeah okay that's fine that's that's more for just checking where it is and stuff All so right. you pull out the rock mm-hmm it is an ordinary-looking rock. It's about <laughs> the size of your fist, and it's relatively heavy. Uh, 
Well, I don't think this has any magical properties. I don't think I should just carry it around. I'll just go throw it. Write <laughs> me a strength check as you throw it. Strength, strength, strength. Oh, yeah. 18. 18. So, yeah, you kind of launch this rock. As you do so, like a rabbit kind of bounces around from the farmer's fields. And as the rock drops, it hits the actual rabbit itself. Just by sheer circumstance. Roll me a d8, please. <laughs> a, a d8. Eight? Yes. Eight. Roll me a d4, please. One. So you throw this rock and it kind of like drops and hits this rabbit. Clock on the face. You deal one point of damage and it looks as though the rabbit has been knocked out. Oh, I think I just caught our dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go over to the rabbit and pick it up. The rabbit... It has a very small like imprint from where the rock has hit it. Tiny little trail of blood. It's not dead, it's just knocked out. I'll be uh sorry my sweet thing, but fate has had its say. And I'm gonna like crack its neck. <laughs> Normally I'd get you to roll a strength check for this, but given my disposition towards animals in real life, I don't want to extend this much further, so yeah, you just <laughs> Crack its neck. Uh, I'm going to pick the rock back up. (laughs) (laughs) The rock now has a very small, like, stain of blood on it. Hmm. I'm going to try throwing it again. (laughs) Roll me a strand. (laughs) Fourteen. You, ro- you throw it and it does a decent arc but it just kind of like just drops onto the floor oh. it looks as though it hitting the rabbit was just genuine luck oh I thought I might have had something that enchanted there oh well free rabbit are you leaving the rock then or are you picking it back up just so I know in terms of my uh, inventory keeping I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I don't know. It's because you're asking me. I'm thinking I should take it, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm gonna because leave it. it. I was I'm gonna, gonna say, regardless, regardless of whether these items are worth anything or not, I have to keep a track of who's holding them. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna leave it then. Because I think that's what I would do. I'd just go out. Must have been a fluke. That's fair. Is there any other items that you're testing? Nope. So. Nope, so I got a key and exploding duck. Okay, so yeah, Gregor, you've watched as Ivex launched this rock, knocked out a rabbit and just snapped its neck. <laughs> Bimit, you look down and Bimit's just like, ah, food. Yes, okay. my, my food, Bimit. <laughs> Not Bimit's food, cannot share food with Bimit. Well, you're getting loads of food, aren't you? Isn't that what uh, doing? Rag, uh, Rag did say Rag would protect him. 
Look after Bimit now. Well, we'll all protect each other and look after each other now. So... Very well. Make sure I give Bimit the food, promise. Of course I will, yes. How much food did he promise you? Many steaks. Oh, many steaks. Many, many steaks. Ten steaks. Ten steaks? Ten steaks. I suppose you do need to grow up to be a a strong dragon, (laughs) be a good companion. Bimit help rag, so Bimit gets steak. Bimit help rag. I was going to say, at this point, I'm just screaming at my ring. Why won't you walk? (laughs) (laughs) The ring does not answer. (laughs) I'll look at Greg and go, everything all right, Greg? (laughs) Look! I just just point the finger up into the... Into yes. the sky. <laughs> a thin band about the width of a ring is invisible on Gregor's finger. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like his finger is levitating from his fist. That's some magic trick you've got there, Greg. <laughs> you have a severed finger. Just <laughs> 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 Do you think that would be useful in a fight? (laughs) (laughs) How? (laughs) I'm just on my knees at this point, like, just... (laughs) Why? (laughs) Oh. As you do that... A seagull passes overhead as you're screaming why into the sky. And... A, a dollop of shit just narrowly misses you. <laughs> just literally, like, a centimetre away from you, knelt down. A dollop of shit just lands. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh. I, just, I, just, I just leave it at that at that point. Are you guys wanting to do anything else, test any more items out at this point? Uh, at this point, I pull out my... Uh, what's it called? Just kind of like My... sobbing, sobbing on the floor, and then just like, oh wait, I've got oh. <laughs> shipping bottle tweezers. I just pull them out and have a look. Okay, what are you doing with them? How are you using these? <laughs> I, just, I just grab them and just step, step. There are a small set of iron tweezers. They look like normal tweezers, and you just kind of ding ding. Nothing happens. I just put my hands down and just my head just. I think you can see just Gregor having like a mini breakdown, just like ah. Oh, no. well, I'll just go to Greg and I'll be like, you know, Greg, every day can be a learning experience for us. Maybe we should learn to be a bit more cautious with our wallets. I just bang the floor at this point. <laughs> it was a fine plan, but I suggest we think of something else. <laughs> I just I just take the ring off at this point and just 
pop it in my pocket. It's like, uh-huh. the ring is now in your pocket. As you look at the ring, as you take the ring off, the ring suddenly turns invisible in your hand. You drop it into your pocket, and where the ring's touching, there's just like a really thin band of invisibility. So it goes into your pocket. I feel so cheated. <laughs> Looks like you have a hole in your <laughs> pocket. Yeah, oh, baby. Maybe I can take it somewhere and get it attuned or whatnot. Uh, well, you never know. Might be in handy. But it's gonna be it's gonna make our job a lot more harder. Yes, I don't think you're gonna get many um, hallucinogenics in there to smuggle through the gate, really. <laughs> Can I just click and just go bag of holding? Why don't yep. we empty out the the cargo? It's the bag of holding. I believe that might be a prudent decision. Um, well, yes. Kind of, kind of wiping <laughs> the, wiping the tears out of my eyes, like. Oh. <laughs> You just literally on your knees sobbing and then wait. <laughs> Rag has a bag of holding we could use. Yes, yes. This this might work. I just start walking straight towards into town. Yeah, it should be simple enough. We've never been searched on the way in and out. Well, he's added on him. So what would be the reason to search him this time? It's very um, hard to search in a bag of holding. Rag, where are you at this point in time? Sorry, are you still? Walking, still... Um, I'm still walking over to the financial district. Okay, so we will jump back to Rag then, as Gregor and Ivok start making their way back into town itself, having come to the epiphany of uh, epiphany of what? the back of holding might hold. The I was going to say, I was going to say, we'll go through the financial district. Just let, just letting that know. I'm gonna let that play out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow you that. Oh come now. on! <laughs> Can't let for that now, play out. It's the closest way back to the tavern. But bear in mind that rag, as they were testing stuff out, you were already in the financial district. Yeah. yeah it took yeah. them a while. While you were getting food, they were heading through the other areas. So at this moment in time, they are heading back the financial district. But you've got a little bit of time before they reach you. Um, I'm going to head over to this corner over here, then, where we last saw Aja. Ah, the ruins, um, yes. Yeah, and see if I can see him there again. Okay, give me just one second, sorry. I should have already loaded this. But I did not. So yeah, you you once again walk around, walk through the financial area, holding this big tray of fucking meat and potatoes and vegetables and stuff like that. You head around the smouldering ruins of the arena. The smell is undescribable. It smells like burnt wood. It smells like burnt flesh. It's no longer burning, but there is still a steady stream of smoke releasing into the air. Is there any ash falling? There's not any ash falling anymore, but there is a lot of ash around the outside of it. Take a, take a quick sniff. 
sort of looking a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of fear. Definitely silent around there. There's nobody walking around. You can't. The only thing that you hear occasionally is the occasional of a of a crow. Is it rests on some of the sort. Raise my voice then a little bit, son. Aja. Aja. There's no response. You are still at the arena rather than the ruins itself. Uh, run over to the ruins then. You run over, and as you do so, one or two of the big potatoes on your tray fall off of the tray of food. But other than that, you're fine. Again, the smell of this burning, burnt flesh and wood still pervades. But you get to the ruins. You see that there is the square in front of you, still damaged. There's less people than usual there. There's only one or two people around. And in the centre is that fountain. The fountain of a triton victorious over a dead Sahogin. I'm just skipping everything and just going to the same location that we went to as fast as possible. You you kind of get into the centre and you're looking around desperately looking for Aja. Roll me a perception, please. Two. In your panic and fear, you're unable to make out anyone. There's people around, but you're unable to see if Aja is one of them. Shout again, Aja! Aja! Roll me a... I'm probably wrong here, but I'm going to call it a performance because you're trying to throw your voice. I need to roll with disadvantage as well. You do need to roll with disadvantage. Yes, thank you for remembering that because I certainly haven't. (laughs) I mean, I definitely have. I'm a good DM. (laughs) You want to back up and roll a disadvantage on that last roll? No, no. Let's be honest here. Two is shit as it is. So I was going to say, yeah, you can't get lower than a two. You can get a one. I was going to say, let's get a natural one in which case you impale yourself on Mr. Hogan's statue. I'll just roll it anyway. It was an eleven. It's fine. So yeah, roll. uh, What is that eleven with disadvantage? Sorry for the performance. No, no, no. That was the roll for the previous perception. Okay, sorry. Roll, roll performance with disadvantage, then, please. That's a natural 20 as well. (laughs) I'm 16. Your voice does carry across as you're shouting desperately for Arja. Takes a couple of seconds. And from the shadows... Out walks Aja, the air genasi. Just still in his, like, kind of like his sand scarf, his chain blade wrapped around his arms. Just kind of walks out. Hey, what you doing here, eh? Aja, Aja, here. my name. Here, here. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah, scurry over to him um, and I'll just pull out my scroll of assassinations contract and say, here. He kind of reaches out and takes it. I, I think you know what's that, happened. Uh, I suppose that the food's ain't for me, is it? Just kind of no. looks at this giant stuff. 
takes the it takes the scroll, but he also just kind of reaches over and picks a potato. I'm sure you won't mind if I uh, take one of these, right? I mean, after all, just kind of leans in. You did burn down the arena, didn't you? I won't disapprove. Just chomps, just chomps on it. Now, I got to tell you, people ain't too happy with how you did this. The entire arena gone. 27 people dead. You ain't exactly the most, uh... Quietest of people around here, you. Well, what can I say? I tried my best! Oh, that's fair, that's fair. I, I ain't gonna deny that. You definitely did try your best. But, uh... You said before that the, uh, quiet assassination game ain't for you? Then what are you... What are you entailing here? Well, what I'm saying is, uh... Maybe you ain't the, uh, assassination type. You hear? Maybe... Maybe you're more of the heavy muscle... He kind of, like, poses. Heavy muscle type, you know? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still gonna pay you for this. A little less than what you would have got. Why a little because, less? Well, he's got some bribes. Some guards. I, you you said the, look 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 you, look no, oh, look excuse Ragnarok. me excuse me no 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 excuse me you said to make it look like an accident links it did, was yeah. an accident look I also look, look, said, look around no. you didn't say not to bend down the arena you didn't say anything you said what the scroll said and that was it that's very true, but I'm going by what the backers are saying, of course. You you understand, I'm an intermediary. I understand that the contracts you gave me specified to make it look an accident, which I have done, and now you want to reduce my cut? Yeah, not by much. You understand? Why? No, no, this no, is... no, no. This is, this is not negotiable. Ragnarok, listen, listen here. We are having to bribe quite a few guards who saw a large orc walk into a changing room. Now, this might be you, this might be shorter. It don't matter. We both know it was you. Now, is it just ha is it just coincidence <laughs> that this large orc walks into a changing room? And then suddenly the entire place is ablaze with the origin of this fire not too far away from that changing rooms inside Murug's own little hidey hole. I don't think it is a coincidence. So it's not that much gold away from you. It's 200 gold out of an 1800 gold contract. Now the guards here, they're cheap, but we still need to pay them off. Have you not thought of taking care of them yourself? I ain't gonna kill a guard or pay a guard off with my own money because you decided to burn down an entire arena in view of other people. That is not my problem. That is your you problem. Told me, you, if told you, can't me, assassinate you told me to make it look caught. like... You told me to make it look like an accident. That's exactly what it looks like. That is all look like that it, the description but... of the contract stated, and now you want to take a piece of my cut? 
Ragnarok. But it's not acceptable. You got caught going in to the changing rooms. Now, you might not think that's a big deal. And that's fine. You ain't really done assassinations before. That's fine. I understand that. But when people look into it and they find discrepancies like this, well, they're going to be knocking on your door. And when they do that, you think I'm going to protect you? No, so I'm going to protect you by paying off the goddamn guards in the first place who saw you. 200 gold ain't fuck all in terms of your freedom. Now, you can either accept this and take an ever so slightly reduced amount, or I can tell fucking guards who it was that burnt down the arena. And you want me to work for you? I don't want you doing assassinations anymore. Smuggling? Probably that's fine if you've got your friends around. Hey, main reason for this was so I could trust you. Because I don't know if you know or not, but down in the dark area, we trust each other. We don't tell others about what we do, but... In the same measure, we can't be attracting attention to ourselves. You understand? And if you're burning down an entire arena just to kill one person, well, that's going to attract attention. So I suggest that you take your payment, <laughs> you take the acceptance into the dark area and you just keep your heads down and my companions do they get access to this dark area regardless whether they fulfill their contract tonight Rag as far as I was aware Yuse was the only one that did this assassination you're allowed in the dark area, because I know, well, if you try and say anything to the guards, we can just tell them exactly what happened in the fighters' guild. But your two friends, they don't got any dirt on them, so we don't know that they can be trusted. You can come in, but until they smuggle that wormwood in, they ain't getting in anywhere, son. Oh, it's out for blackmail. <laughs> Just give me my gold. And we can come to an accord here. Like you said, he was and you breathe a word of this to none of them. Ragnarok, Ragnarok. Your secret's as good as gold, as long as my secret's as good as gold. There ain't no dark area. Right? Do I have your word? Do I have yours? There ain't There's no not... dark area. Is there? That can be agreed. <laughs> good. There's no dark area. There's no assassination on Morrow. And that 
incident at the arena. Well, that was just, that was just unlucky. I still haven't heard your word. Do you, do I have your word that there's You no have my word. Area? Do I have your word? You have my word that unless you specifically tell the guards that there's a dark area, then you have my word that you've never carried out an assassination in your life. Fair enough. Just kind of grins. I'll I'm glad we can this, come to an accord. I'll hand him over the scroll and I'll hold my other hand out for the payment. He gives you an envelope full of coins. There's about 1,600 coins in there. 1,600, yeah? I believe that's what I said. I, I think it was 1,800 minus 200. Minus 200. So yeah, it's, yeah, 1,600. So I'm going to add 1,600 into my inventory, yeah? Yes. <laughs> he, he just kind of... One more thing for you. Because now that I know that you can be trusted, kind of reaches into his pocket. Pulls out a brass ring. The ring itself is just like a normal ring, but it also has like a uh, like a sigil type of thing on it. I'll grab it's it out of the trident. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Snatch you make snatch pants. I never said this was for you. <laughs> I mean, it is it is for you, but don't go snatching stuff. You do that in the look. dark area, people won't be happy. You look at it; it's just a, it's just a brass ring with a sigil of a um, trident on it. This you'll need this to get in the dark area. Okay. I'll, now uh, it's a ring, you say? I'll, uh, I'm not going to put it on. Then I'm going to put it in my um, I'm going to put it in my backpack. Okay. You'll need that to gain entrance. Now I'm gonna. I don't suppose you have an idea of how to get into the dark area, do you? I'll I give have you no a hint. idea. I'm hoping you the are going to tell is, me. Well, I'll give you a hint. The entrance is in this square. In this square? In the financial in district? This square? No, in this exact square right here. This ruined square right here. <laughs> then point it out to me exactly. Just smiles, just kind of gestures out, like spreads his arms out around in the square. There's the dilapidated buildings, there's the broken, like, paving stones, and then there's the statue. Aja, I have no idea where this place is. No, well. <laughs> Let's take a walk, eh? It's, it's gonna be a short walk. Just kind of like leans over, kind of grabs you by the shoulder, and starts walking, like, around the square. Right, now, brush, you his, see, brush his hand off my shoulder. Kind of. Oh, all right. <laughs> I guess we ain't going to be like that. No? <laughs> I, hope you're, uh, I hope you're not like that in the actual dark area itself. Like I see, we're all quite close down there. And uh, if well, you I act, hope you're uh, aggressive, I, hope you're... I don't think people are going to sell. Well, I hope you're not too close if you catch my drift. Oh no no, we we like a family down there. Because I don't partake in, in activities of that kind of sort. I can you imagine know, most I mean. people don't want to partake in those activities with you too. So that's cool. As an as an orc, I'm not into 
these intimate oh no 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 feelings no, no. of Ragnarok. things with, Ragnarok. with Ragnarok. random don't get me wrong uh, you ain't my type you too big. No, right? I'm everyone's type. That's not what I'm saying. You're not my type, my friend. Anyway, I as I was saying, let's continue walking, shall we? That. I will. I'm not really the type to uh, like arsonists. You're an arsonist. Okay, let's go then. No, no, that's you, my friend. Just kind of turned, kind of looks over his shoulders. And you can see the smoke still rising from the arena. <laughs> it doesn't say anything. It just kind of, no, that's you. All right, let's continue. Now, you see this statue here? Like, points at the Triton statue. Tell me, do you, do you notice anything weird about it? About the statue? Ah, yeah. Um, I'll, statue I'll go and itself. take a close observation of it. Roll me an investigation, please. As Luna is just uh, <laughs> looking at the shelves. Lena. Oh. Lena, sorry, not Luna. Lena, yeah. Twelve. So you're you're kind of like you're looking at the statue itself, and on first looks, on first glances, you can't see anything. It just looks like a kind of like a bronze statue of a triton. Um, like over the top of Hogan. Nothing looks too out of place. Why don't you take a little bit of a closer look around the back there? Alright, I'll um, I'll go around the back and sort of try and like bite the statue with my teeth. You just kind of like <laughs> the statue reverberates slightly. The statue itself is hollow. You've got that from the bite. Now I ain't talking about biting it. Why don't you take a close look at the back of that statue there. See if you see anything out of place. Alright, I'll, I'll look up and down of the statue. Down. Roll me another, inve another investigation just by itself, not with a disadvantage uh, this time. I didn't roll a disadvantage that time, to be honest. Well, you uh, should have done, but just a straight up normal one. 23. As you're looking up and down, you notice that there is a very small, like, inset at the back of the statue. It looks like something would go in on this inset. Something would go in? Something uh, would press against it, maybe. Uh, it appears that there's, there's an incomplete piece to this statue. Would. Wouldn't it be great if one had a key of some sort in a small circular shape that they could press against this inset to complete it? And do you have this piece? <laughs> do we all I mean, get this piece? I believe you already have this piece, Rag. Um, I will pull out... Not your penis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Whips it out. <laughs> now, Rick, I literally gave you something a few seconds ago. You can't be that dense, can you? That you can't even figure out gold? what it is. No, not gold, Ragnarok. Gold is too big. 
Aja, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give me this one. What have you just given me? I'm sorry, my mind is. You understand what you understand what I've what, what I've just done around here. My mind is not all the same as what it's used to be. For, I, I suppose if you kill like twenty-seven people, you ain't gonna be thinking normally. Either can Gregor do me a favor? Just roll me a straight up D twenty, please. I need to. I need to check something here. Seventeen. <laughs> uh, what was it? Straight up. Just a straight up D twenty. Eighteen. <laughs> Rag, as you are discussing this, Isaac and Gregor, you enter into the financial district. Into Do I the notice room. them? Roll me a perception check, please. Because I believe you two were both trying to get to the financial area, weren't you? Three, yeah. Rag, so, yeah, Isaac and Gregor, you are walking in and you notice that Rag is chatting to Arja. Rag, you are literally just saying, well, what, what, what is this? How do I get in? As Gregor and Ivok start approaching you. Uh, Rag? Hey, there's Rag. Yeah. Say, Rag, they you see, don't do they see them. me? They see you, and Gregor's oh, just shouted wow. your name. Okay. Uh, do I hear that? You hear, his, you hear him shouting your name, yeah. Uh... Uh, as you forget about the statue for right now. Um, Gregor! Kind of, Gregor! Just kind of glances. Oh, alright. Fair enough. Let's keep up appearances. Not a word. Uh, oh, of course, of course. I won't tell them how you burned down the arena. Oh, I apologise. Accidentally right. burned down the arena. Gregor! Gregor, look what I've bumped into. Aja? Uh, Aja. Ivok, how are you doing? What, Not too bad, you yourself. Why am I here? Not too bad. You said he was picking up uh, some food. Yes, I did pick you up some food. I'll pull out my um, of the food that I've yeah, grabbed. He's got this giant tray of food, like two suckling pigs, over two kilograms of potatoes, and a bunch of vegetables. At this point in time, it's still quite warm, but it's not hot, hot. Wow, Rag, that must have cost you a penny. Uh, well, it's just for the it's for the three of us. I thought if that's the sort of right amount we'd need. I am uh, extremely hungry. I'm very exhausted today. Right, you bought it in one portion. That's strange. Well, it's it, apparently it's cheaper to buy it in one portion than it is to buy it in three portions. I had a barter with this vendor at the store. Uh, it, he would sell me the same amount for one person, but if it was for two or three. He would charge me more for it, so I, it's a simple, simple thing just to get it in one piece. I would have thought. Oh, well, um, there, I'm going to open it up. Recognize. I'm going to open it up right there on the floor where I am. Tear it open. It's, a, uh, and it's already open. Grab... There was no, there was nothing covering it. It was literally oh, just right, a pile okay. of food that you were carrying. I'm going to start grabbing it with my hands and putting it in. Say, so, yeah, enjoy. Come on. Can I quick... do an insight into rag? What are you trying to check against, Rag? You can do it if he's lying. Yeah, go for it. Lying a bit. I gotta quickly try and get a bit of meat before he slobbers on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as Rag is starting to tuck it in, 
either of you kind of reach in and just pull out an entire half of the suckling pig. Alright, I got an uh, insight. Um, yeah, drag. <laughs> My pleasure, Ivan. 23. It's, uh, it's your kind of sword as well, it's very spicy. So, you can't actually tell if Rag is lying or not, because it doesn't seem like he's lying. But he seems a bit out of sorts. Seems a bit panicked over all of this. Are you alright, Rag? Oh, I'm just tired, so I didn't really sleep very well last night. Hmm. Oh, you see you bumped into our... Our um, edge car employer. Yeah, I I left the um, I left the commercial district. Decided heading towards the tavern. I think I took a wrong turn. Ended up in the financial district. Uh, and now I bumped into uh, to Aja. Oh, what a stroke of luck! Well, it's a good Can't timing, play, really, because we uh, could do some questions on him. Uh, I've been asking nice him. Nice little running, you know. Yeah, it's very fortunate. Yeah, just so, been talking you? about the. Uh, the contract tonight that we need to uh, that we need to do. Um, yeah, just, you, you guys need to go me. to the dock. Yeah, yeah. He was he was saying we need we need to go to the dock. I said they've uh, they've headed outside for a little while, but I'm about to meet up with you. Uh, and then here you are. So, so it's just a shame what happened to Murak. I mean, to burn down in his finest guild. I mean, oh, it is a shame to be sure, but. Uh... You know, we, these things happen. I mean, I mean, it's, it's going to take a long time to build up again, but you know, it's such a coincidence that you send us that contract, and then all of a sudden, the Fire Guild will burnt down. Well, yeah. somebody was, uh, somebody was bound to take the contract, Gregor. He just kind I of mean, looks we, old. We took a contract off him. I'm sure someone else. That's the thing. Did we know who the target was? Uh, yes. Yes, in the contract itself it does state Murug. And you guys all read the contract. Uh, okay. He kind of looks at the three of you. Yeah. It is a coincidence, ain't it? You know, I never put them together, Greg. And I'll go it's look a... at Ajar and just be like, hmm, maybe, do you know anything about this? Hey, employee-employer confidentiality, you know? If, and this is a big if, someone that I knew was connected to the horrible, horrible accident that happened last night, I can't exactly be telling you, can I? You turned down the contract. That is true. But the assassination was for one, not 27. That's that's very true. So of course you'd be uh you'd be probably thinking then it can't be an assassination, can it? Wow. So it must just be an accident. A for, poor unfortunate accident. Just sit Oh, I can't take this anymore. What? I can't do this anymore. Ivok Gregor? Yes? Come over here a second. I, I was sort of walk over just a little bit away from Aja. Uh, she just basically kind of like folds his arms, leans against the statue, just wraps his knuckle on the statue, a couple of hollow rings. 
Okay, yeah, I feel a, I feel a wreck. Ivo, can you come in? Yeah, I'll go for a rag. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. Christ, I'm the and I'm just like fucking hell. Um, can before this conversation takes place, can I just make sure that there's nobody around to hear overhear this conversation, including Aja? Yeah, Aja is like literally at the statue itself, just leaning against. He's out of earshot now, and there's not that many people around. There's Artemis Seabream, the um, tiefling that. Uh, Gregor chatted to, but he's literally on the other side. Okay. And where is Bimit? Where Bimit is Bimit, guys? Where is he? He was just with us, I assumed. <laughs> he is still with Gregor and I, but just kind of plodding along with them. Yeah. Stood in between them. He's not on any of their shoulders. He's stood in between them. Mm. I have something to tell you all. Okay. Has this got something to do with the free food? Ooh. I have a quiver's mouth half full of a suckling pig. It's nothing to do with the free food. What happened last night, I have something to do with. What? I, are you talking about the fighters? I'm talking about the fighters guild, yes. What? Are you saying that you start that fire? Let me tell you what happened. Gregor, you was... You started your fight last night. Yes. You was against Shorduk. But you almost lost. No, I'm... I... I'm pretty sure I won that one. You did win it, yes. But you didn't win it on your own. Guy just leaned back a bit, like, well, what are you saying? You did find you did find it a bit strange, okay, girl, that you started having double vision, and then suddenly your your entire view and everything just focused straight into shoulder. Okay. Um. You didn't think about it too much, but so. Are you saying that you had you involved in the fight? You involved yourself with the fight? I involved myself once again, yes. He was going to lose. I, I'm just like, just speechless, just thinking, uh, how? How? I used Bimit's crystal to enforce a healing spell on you. Oh, thank God. I thought you said you were going to start the fire then. I can just, well, just turn around just like in like a bit of shock. The fire was, was also maybe <laughs> something to do with me. You see, after Gregor won the fight... We, um, you remember Maruk coming over to the to the arena to see us? Do you remember seeing Maruk? Yes. I just stay silent. Do you remember seeing he wasn't very happy? Yes. Well, 
after the fight happened, uh, I asked Maruk for the money for the return of investment. Um, and he said, you will get the money. Uh, earlier on that day, I arranged with Maruk because I went to the Fighters Guild to have a look around uh, because I'd obviously put myself forward for Gregor's manager. So I went to have a look around and I spoke to Maruk that day and he told me to meet him after the fight and we was going to have a drink. Uh, these drinks were supposed to take place. I didn't know where they was, but apparently it was supposed to take place in the locker room. So after the fight, we all went down to the locker room. You remember we all went down into the locker room and you, uh, we all, everybody was in there. Yes. Uh, drinking. Yeah, you remember? And I was looking around for Murug and I couldn't see him anywhere. So I waited a little while. Uh, he didn't show up. So I decided to to go looking for him. Uh, the uh, I went out of the locker room and across the arena, past the betting table. Uh, there was no sign of him. So I went over to the other locker room. Um, I entered the other locker room and went down the stairs. And Murug was... Well, let's just say he was down there in the other locker room. Can I slowly start reaching for my hand axe? <laughs> <laughs> you can, yes. As this is happening, Ivor, um, Raggy, you've noticed that Ivor, his, his hands are just kind of slowly reaching down and starting to... He's not grabbed it yet, but his hands are starting to... His fingers are kind of starting to flex a little bit around his hand. I'm still facing away, like I'm not looking at anyone at this point. I'm just like, got my back turned to everyone. Gregor, you're literally looking at the smoke that's still rising from the arena. Ivok, Ivok, wait, wait. I went down to the locker room. There was nothing down there, but... There was a there was a there was a door ajar on this wall. A small, a very small door. And there was a tunnel. So I decided to go and have a look through. Bimit was on my shoulder at this point. I said to Bimit to get off because I couldn't fit through the tunnel. Bimit told me that the small man was through the tunnel. So I went through, I crawled through, and upon reaching the other side, I saw this other room. This is where, um, this is where Murug had been. This is where Murug lives. I could hear Murug pacing in anger, saying that he was, he was, he was, he, well, he was infuriated. He was saying he was going to, he was going to kill us all. I jumped down from the tunnel. Murug was, was 
scrambling. Bimit, uh, Bimit followed me behind. Murug. Murug said he was going to. He was going to burn the place with all of us in it. Saying he was going to kill us all. He had a torch in his hand. Right, I'm going to go on. I, I turn round back to, uh, to Rag to see him at his face. Yeah, and I'm just looking directly at Rag's face. Both mm -hmm. of you are just staring directly at Rag. At this point, Bimit is kind of... He's also kind of looking up at Rag. Rag, you notice that Bimit looks slightly confused at this retelling. Neither Gregor Ooh. or Ivok noticed this. You're both just focused solely on mm. Rag and his story, but Rag, you notice that Bimit is looking slightly confused by this retelling. Uh, I'll just give Bimit a little bit of a look as I'm saying this, then, as, as, as sort of... <laughs> A look to uh, well, as much as I can look to say, as if to say, just go with it. <laughs> yeah, well, he I'll just get... kind of tilts, tilts his head a bit more, but doesn't say a word. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn slightly so the axe is behind me, but I've got my hand on it, and I'm gonna yeah. straight out ask, Did you start the fire? Ivan, just let me finish the story, and you will understand. I didn't oh, I didn't no, think almost. I didn't think that I started the fire. I thought <gasps> I put the fire out. What? Okay. What do you mean? I confronted Murug and said to him, "Where's my money?" He turned around and he said, "I'm, I'm going to kill you all." The chest that was open had a few gold pieces at the bottom. He had a torch in his hand. So he set fire to his place, own fighter's guild. The place smelt like a flammable a flammable sauce, some sort of liquidarium sauce. I knew exactly what he was going to do. He was going to burn the place down. With him in it? With him in it. I don't know. No. Obviously not. Ivor Rollins. I have no idea what his intentions were. All I knew is the place smelt of a flammable sauce. Eight. Rag is panicking slightly, but you're not sure if he's lying. You don't think he's lying. He's just panicking because... He obviously feels something towards this, and he's just nervous about telling you guys. I was going to say, do I feel this? You can roll an insight if you wish, but seeing as it was, you'd have to roll with disadvantage, I'm afraid, because I directly questioned this. You're just kind of wondering. Yeah, I, I'll I'll wonder, but with a disadvantage. Okay. Get a nine. Um, uh, what was it again? Insight with disadvantage. Insight. 
14. Yeah, Rag seems a bit, again, a bit on edge. A bit like he... You're not sure if he's not telling you everything or if he's just that panicked over what happened the previous night and what ended up happening as well. I was gonna, he seems panicking, yeah, yeah. but... Uh, Rag, it seemed... who threw the damn torch? Yeah, I just stay silent at this point. Just like, just cross my arms. Nobody threw the torch. Murrick said he was going to kill us all. And he tried to attack me. So I ran over to him. Grab tried to preach the torch out of his hand. And I thunderwaved him. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> how how could you thunderwave in this region? Well, you see, Murug had something in his room. Embedded in the ceiling was this crystal. This crystal counteracts the new mind crystal. I don't know what he I don't know what he used it for. But for some reason my thunderwave worked. I just panicked. And I Sorry. tried thunderwave as I always do. Stupidly as I always do. So the fight went south. That's what you're saying. It went south. I ran over it... to Murug, I grabbed the torch and I thunderwaved him. Forced him back onto his bed. He was a little bit dazed, so I decided to tether him to his bed and hold him there. I wanted to keep him there. I didn't know what to do with him at the time, so I, I tied him to his bed and I left the room. I took Bimit with me, I crawled back through with the torch. I dropped it in the locker room after we had exited the tunnel. Dropped it in the locker room, went back up the stairs, and I came back into the other locker room. I was going to, to approach a situation in the morning once I knew what to do. I needed some time to think on it. And he didn't say. He didn't. He, didn't. He, he, was not, he was not willing to pay me my money. It, what, kind of, what kind of creature would do that? Why, why didn't you tell us this? I was going to tell you it in the morning. Why didn't you tell us the place was on fire? Because I didn't know the place. It wasn't when I left. I think what had happened is my thunder wave had blown one of the torches off the wall and set ablaze. When I left the room, the room was not on fire. As far as I was aware, I can took I, the threat off I was going to say, can I roll an insight about the fire? Yep. You can I took the what? threat off Murug, and I removed it from the room. I tied him to the bed because I didn't know what to do with him. Uh, I was going to speak to you guys in the morning to see what you thought was best because he wasn't willing to pay me anything. He said he was going to kill us all. 
But I didn't want to draw too much attention to this night with it being Gregor's night. I didn't want to to enforce any brutalities. I thought let's let let's have this night for Gregor. He'll still be there in the morning. We could all go. Yeah, Ivic, what was your insight check? Uh, eight. Pardon? Eight Gregor. when you ask. Okay, and Gregor, what was yours? Fifteen. Ivic, what was you checking? No, you asked me to roll. Oh shit, yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, Gregor, what was you checking? Sorry, I thought you'd both roll. Well, I was checking about the fire. Oh, was I supposed to roll for the fire as well? No, no, no. You you do an insight check when you want to do an insight check, basically. Uh, so, what exactly about the fire was you trying to figure out, Gregor? Basically, was was Rag responsible for the fire? So, with a fifteen, you're not actually sure here. From what Rag is saying, from what he is saying. The f- the fire may have been his fault in a way, but not intentionally his fault. An accident as such. Okay. But you're not 100% sure if what he is saying to you, with a 15, you're not 100% sure if what he is saying to you is 100% legit. Basically, Rag is panicking. You can tell Rag's panicking. The fire may or may not have been his fault. But you're also not sure whether it was intentional or not. You're questioning his story. Mm -hmm. But you're not sure if you're questioning it because he's being suspicious or if you're just not fully trusting him. It's a shame you didn't agree to the assassination contracts. Otherwise, you'd have been paid for that, Miss Hap. Yeah, well, I'm not really concerning myself with that right now. So really, that's the least of my worries. I don't really, I didn't really need to take the contracts. None of us did. So, but anyway, what I'm saying is, I left the room with Murug tied to the bed, thinking that we can, we could, we could all as a as a team solve this in the morning. But turns out, when I came back to the locker room to see you all, I know I, I had a short lie when you asked me where I was. You said, where have you been? And I said, I'd been here the whole time. I'd obviously been with Murug. But I didn't want to put a shadow on Gregor's night. It finally won the fight. And like I said to you, Gregor, I also needed to help you win this fight again with the help uh, of uh, this crystal what Bimit had around his neck. For the just, same reason yeah, you wanted I to use it today. This was my fight. I was supposed to win this. You wasn't going to win. You was going to die. I just look at him very angrily. like, I can't believe you took that away from me. All I've ever done for you, Gregor, is help you. So let me get this straight. You went into the room with Mimit. He threatened you. So you thunderwaved. And he was still alive. 
He was still alive, and I tied him to his so bed. So you tied him to the bed, and then you came back to us. Yes. But then, the one bit that puzzles me then, was you waited, or you thought, I'm not going to say anything till tomorrow. Yes. You hadn't done anything wrong. I hadn't done anything wrong, really, no. So why wouldn't you just tell us then? Because this was Gregor's night, and I didn't want to add any extra stress. I thought we could go back to the tavern, sleep it off, and a day before we needed to do the Wormwood, or the expedition, we could go and solve this Murad problem. He wanted to kill us all, it was what he was saying. I, cho I chose not to kill him. I tried to be good and I chose not to kill him. Insight? <laughs> insight if you wish, yes. I was going to say, we're definitely coming to the end of the session, so yeah, any... Any final rolls you guys want to do? Any final arguments you want to try and put up? Uh, I think at this point in time... Oh, that's that's actually four altogether, but... <laughs> at this point in time, Ivok, you are just that... full of emotion over everything. You're unable to tell if Rag's lying or not. Rag has, for well, some part... Or Rag has admitted to some part of culpability to it. Whether or not you're... You're too emotional now to actually tell if this is the full story or not. You're unable to tell. For for as much as you know, this is the truth. Hey, can I... Uh, I was going to say, are you, are you finished with your no. story? Or? No, okay. I'm going to wait until you finish, but then I am going to ask something at the end. Okay. So, as I was saying, I left his room and I came back through to the other locker room where you all were. I, I, I told a small lie, as I've already told you. But then all of a sudden, the smoke started to appear. We all saw it. I don't we're need all, to- I don't We're need all to, in it. We didn't we're see all in it. it. Yeah, I don't need to go any further on that. What happened, happened. But as far as I was aware, the fire didn't happen because I took the lantern from him and I came back into the other locker room. So why are you so nervous? Because this is a very touchy subject for me because I feel like it's my fault. I believe that when I when I did my thunder wave it must have shaken the room and I don't know maybe a lantern fell off on the side of the wall and set the room ablaze. That's what started the fire. But it wasn't my fault. I didn't I didn't know that would happen. But it is my fault. But he would have he would have set he would have I don't understand why he would have done it, but he would he just seemed adamant in killing us all. I thought tying tying him down to this bed would surely be better than what my original plan was was to just kill him i i should have just killed him because then all of these people wouldn't have bent the the fighters kill wouldn't have burnt down but and i took the lantern left. from him and i removed it and you wouldn't have left the loose end this is what i find crooked you wouldn't what? have left the loose end why would you leave someone who was openly going to say they were going to kill us just tied to a bed and not say anything because you say i'm irrational all the time and then i need to i need to calm down 
So I decided to to try and do this right. Because I didn't know what to do. The only thing my mind thinks to do is to kill this person. But all I can hear is Ivok saying to me, stop thinking so irrationally. So I tried to approach it differently. And I wanted to get your advice in the morning. I didn't want to take anything away from Gregor that night. I thought it's still going to be there in the morning. It's just this. I don't know what else to tell you, Ivan, but I removed the torch. His plan was to burn down the place, and I removed the torch from him. With him. I, I, I think, I don't know, maybe my thunder wave All right. must have blown another torch off the wall. I don't know, but the fire ended up starting. It was unexpected. Um, and then that's how that night happened. I've only got two questions left to answer. Go on, Gregor. I wasn't talking to you. Ooh. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. How many people have applied for killing Murak? Oh, okay. All right, give me one second here. You kind of shout this across to him, and you are understandably quite angry at this point. Just turns, looks, sees Rag. Rag, how are you reacting to Gregor asking Aja this? Still in the in the in the still position that I am. It's kind of. Well, you know, it ain't often that we get uh, assassinations of a high stature people like Murak. I'm we just head free. I'm just looking at Epchow at this point. Epchow, with ah, uh, sorry, Ajay, with that look, as if I've, that conversation that we've just had, as if not to say anything. I'm sure. I'll look at him. Hmm. <laughs> and would any of them? We head free. Would any of them? I've involved him. I'm kind of looking again. Rag. Just looks to Rag, look looks at you both. He doesn't notice y'all look to Bimit. I can't see that they did. Can I roll for an insight? You can roll for an insight, yes. And he will roll deception off again into this. Natural 20! <laughs> Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh! He got he got he got an eighteen with that, and um, plus his deception that took it up to twenty three. But that with a natural that twenty, I'm just like you know. I saw it. <laughs> he's lying I, I, to you. I don't want to find out. <laughs> he's, li- he's lying to you, Gregor. <laughs> You don't know why Aja Clarara is lying to you about um, Rag applying, at the very least, for this contract. But he's lying. Edja, I will go... I'm sorry. Aja, I will go... I'm just literally full of rage at this point. I will go to the guards and tell you what you've done. I don't give a shit 
Hey, 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 buddy. Who? I ain't got nothing. All right? And you ain't got fuck all on me. I ain't done nothing. Now, if someone else has burnt down the guild, well, that's too bad. But it ain't me. You ain't got nothing on me. Greg? There ain't no dark was, area. Greg, do you think or Ragnarok... was it Rag? Do you think it was Ragnarok? He's dead. It's what? No, sorry. Were you into? Were you talking to Gregor as he's like arguing with Arja? Yeah, I was saying yeah. Gregor. Yeah, yeah, sorry, no. I was like, um, is he Gregor? Gregor, do you think Ragnarok took that contract? I'm not too sure. Can I hear this? Yeah. Yeah, you, that, they're all stood in. You're all stood around, basically. Arja I didn't. I did not take the contract. I did not take the contract. All right, relevant. Believe... Is that an insight? <laughs> Rag roll deception. Everyone who wants to check this roll insight. Because yeah. Rag, unfortunately, you are straight up lying to them now. It's safe. It's safe. I've got an Eleven. eight. <laughs> are you wanting to fail this, Ivok? I don't. I don't because okay. Sixteen. Okay, so... Uh, remember, this is with disadvantage, though, I'm afraid, Rag. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're exhausted. I am remembering this right towards the end of this. It's still 16. Okay. Um, so, you, Gregor, you straight up asked him, didn't you? Yeah. And, Rag, you you denied. So, as far, Gregor, as far as you and Ivik are aware, Rag is telling the truth on this. He did not take this contract on. Arju, you're, you're still a bit confused as to why Arju, you don't get the sense that Arju was telling the truth about Rag taking the contract on, but Rag has straight up told you himself he didn't take it on. Can you believe that? Ooh, fuck. Um... I'm like, Greg, I'm liable to believe our companion rather than this fellow. Hey, like, like, I I, said, like I said, he didn't take the contract on. Like I said, I think it was my fault, but I believe that I stopped the fire from happening. I just, I feel I, I was, I feel like an idiot because once again, my thunder wave. Well, it just fucks everything up, doesn't it? So you wrestle with guilt. It's a heavy burden. I'm riddled with guilt. You know what, guys? I'm Look at my eyes. Contract. You know, shove it up. I just walk off. Sorry, Gregor, what did you say? This contract about smuggling in whatever the fuck it is, I'm out. I just walk off. Yeah, Gregor, you have now exited the ruins. Rag. Roger, Ivok, and Rag yes. are still stood around. I'm not out of the contracts. I'm going to still do this job. Then afterwards, we're going to really talk about this. Okay. That's fair. Okay. 
I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk off as well. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So Ivok exits the ruins. I'm it's gonna slit down on the floor. Slit <laughs> down on the on my on my ass. And just sort of hold my hands in my head. I should just kind of crouch just next to you. You know, look. That could have gone a lot worse for you. I'd say. Just try and keep them in your good books, yeah. Because the last thing we need is guards sniffing around here. It's not just you anymore, and it ain't just me who matters here. There's an entire community down there, and if your friends decide to try and get the guards involved, there'll be a lot more lives ruined from their actions than from yours last night. You hear? I'll stand up at that point and just walk away from him and not say anything. The Reaper, the Maelstrom and the Thief is a Dungeons and Dragons show by Rollcast. Rollcast has been JB as Ragnarok, Coogan as Gregor the Last, Gareth Ryan as Ivok Mylart, and myself, Tom Crabb, as the DM. Our intro, midpoint, and outro themes were created by JB, and this episode was edited and mixed by myself. We'd like to also thank the following for allowing us to use their music and ambiences. Alexander Nakarada, Darren Curtis Music, Michael Gelfi Studios, Scott Buckley, and The Seventh Midnight. Full links to their tracks can be found in the episode description, and hopefully you will find them as useful for your session as I have with all of ours. If you like what you've heard this time, and you want to support us, then give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash cast that role, and follow us on Twitter at cast that role, where we post episode updates, small clips, and links to all of our episodes, podcasts, and videos, as well as the occasional behind-the-scenes facts and pre-podcast stories. If you've listened to this episode and you want to see the video version, then search for our YouTube channel by searching for the handle at castthatrole, and why not subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any future releases. Likewise, if you've watched this episode but you want to stick with the podcast version for while you're working or driving or something along those lines, then search for Rollcast on Spotify iTunes, and all other major podcast platforms. Episode 5 releases the 11th of January, so why not start 2023 off right by watching or listening to the latest escapades of our so-called heroes as they continue their preparations for the smuggling mission. Have a good new year and we'll see you all in 2023. Oh, I can't take this anymore. What?
can't do this anymore. Ivok, Gregor. Yes. Leader. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the timing of that was perfect. 